historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-Z. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 10th of September. I am Dino, and you are? Uh, and I am Ace, and we are recording this intro for the second time, because my... <laughs> so, hello, everyone. You didn't hear it, but you cut out immediately when you said my... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, okay, my internet cut out last time we were doing the intro and here we are uh, again uh, that, wow. that's like a, cr- a cruel twist of the knife uh, whatever caused my mic to cut out that was wow and it hasn't done it since it's pretty smooth now <laughs> it just it just had to fuck with you oh my god <laughs> oh, so god. um you you said uh, uh, on the, on the first time we started the show you're feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, I caught a like little stomach bug. Uh, I, I catch these every once in a while. Um, so like uh, they they usually only last like 24 hours and stuff like that. So it's it's not too bad at all. It's just you know it is what it is. I understand that. Well, How are you feeling? Uh, I'm all right. Well with you. I'm okay. I'm I'm approaching the end of my uh, of 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 a, of, a, of a complicated and annoying journey. And um, I am very happy for you and excited. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I'll have more to say on the next episode because I don't want to get myself in any trouble. But uh, yeah. and I also don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx anything. So, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I should have more to say about that on the next episode. It has been a hellacious week. Yes, <laughs> there has been a million yeah. things happening. It's like a drive-by news week. Uh, it's been a lot. It really has lately. been. Um, okay, so well, you want to just start off? Um, sure. Yeah. So the the Ken Paxton impeachment trial started on Monday, and if you don't if you don't live in Texas, Ken Paxton is the Attorney General of Texas. Uh, he sued mm-hmm. uh, the Fed several times, um, but he is uh, generally. Um, a, a dweeb like he's not okay. his arguments suck he picks bad <laughs> cases he's just not smart there's a there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of problems with ken paxton not the least of which is he's alleged to have um been so very corrupt <laughs> um, uh, a donor and friend of his is he's, he's alleged to have done favors political favors for him and then oh. um also Shocking. he yeah, right. And then also that guy gave Ken allegedly gave Ken Paxton's girlfriend a job. Um Oh. Yeah. Ken Paxton who is married. Um Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those things. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh they they're impeaching him. This is not related to his securities fraud case that he has with the federal government. <laughs> I like how you had to point that out. This is not that other thing you did. Yes, exactly. Um, he's alleged to have committed securities fraud by the feds. This is not that case. This is impeachment proceedings from uh, the Texas uh, uh, legislature. Um, in my opinion, 
well-deserved impeachment proceedings. Mm-hmm. Ken Paxton's not a good guy. Republicans from outside of Texas like him, but everyone in Texas is like, this dude's a fucking scumbag. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but there's... Okay, so what's interesting about this impeachment, to me anyway, and what's kind of got people interested in the legal sort of community is that this whole thing is kind of the battle of the Houston lawyers, or not just Houston lawyers, but like just big dick Texas lawyers. Um, oh, okay. Like they have, okay, so on on the attorney general's side is uh, Tony Busby, who is a big fucking deal civil attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, and the state's case is, not the state, right, but the legislature's case is being um, managed by Rusty Hardin, who is also a big swinging dick attorney, but he's a big swinging dick attorney that actually has trial experience and has done criminal defense. Mm, Okay. As opposed to Tony Busby, who likes to collect settlement money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Doesn't spend a lot of time in front of juries. Um... And Cogdell, Cogdell is another guy who is on uh, on the Busby team, and he is, uh, I think, Busby's fall guy for when this whole thing blows up. Because one of the first things that I saw on the very first day, I was watching, I was watching uh, the trial on on Monday. I haven't watched it since. One of the one of the one of the things that happened, the thing that ended the day basically, was that Rusty Harden tried to bring in a piece of evidence. That had been that was in the the uh, attorney general's side's evidence stack, right? They had brought it in. They had presented it was in their stack, and okay. all that stuff was discoverable, of course, by Rusty Harden. As it's, you know, you have to exchange the evidence. And um, Harden tried to bring in this piece of evidence, this email. Tony Busby objected <laughs> and said that the email was. Uh, said that the email was privileged communication between lawyers. He then (laughs) could not substantiate that and said, well, let me, if you don't mind, let's have Cogdell talk about this because he's the one that spoke about evidence with with Hardin's team, basically. And Hardin says, uh, I suggest you get somebody who knows what they're talking about because this is your evidence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so Cogdell tripped over himself basically he was saying basically that yes we we agreed to put it in in evidence on the basis that the um on the basis that the defense would not object to it but we did not agree that it should be admitted or something like that mm-hmm. And I, the, the evidence rules, like, it, this is an impeachment proceeding, so I, I don't know ex- even what the evidence rules really are in this situation, mm-hmm. but I, I do know that in a, in a very general sense, if I have something that I think is privileged communication, okay, it's not mm-hmm. going in my fucking stack. <laughs> right. The other side is not seeing it. Right. If I have something that I think is privileged communication, the last thing I'm doing is letting the other side see it ever. Right. Right. <laughs> you will, you will, I will be held in contempt before I give you privileged information. Right. <laughs> and so this whole thing, it's just, ugh. And it was interesting because that morning, that morning, I had seen 
uh, Bennett say that the AG's attorneys are not, are, are, have not been great. And I hadn't watched anything, and then as soon as I saw that, that was, Bennett said that even before this happened. And then as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my god, what a fucking clown show. <laughs> what I think happened there, I'll tell you what I think happened there. I think mm-hmm. that email that was being brought in had, by default, attorney work product at the top of it, which is something that attorneys put on things uh, in the hopes that the court will believe them. (laughs) And sometimes it works. Oh, well, okay, I'll say this. Most times it's true. Sometimes it's questionable, and you hope it works. Okay? I think Busby saw that on that exhibit, and just immediately hucked out an objection because he didn't know what his evidence was. And you know that because he said, well, uh, let me have Cogdell come up. He's the one that, that handled evidence. So Busby didn't know what the fuck was in his stack. He saw right. it said attorney work product. He immediately hopped up and objected. And then when he's called on it, he's like, uh, come here, fall guy. You come explain it. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what happened. I don't know that for sure, but I suspect that that's what occurred there. Fucking Busby has not been doing great this whole th- throughout this thing. It's not. It's really not good. Busby taking L's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So it's, what's interesting about it is that these are all big dick lawyers. That's what's really <laughs> interesting about it is that, that makes it very funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Rusty Harden is a big swinging dick. Mm-hmm. Like, that dude is a, he is a, a big deal. Busby, look, man, Very Busby. last name. Yeah, exactly. Um, Busby has a orange spray tan, just like Donald Trump, and he oh, has his yeah. hair slicked back all the way. Oh, okay. You all can right. just imagine yeah. that if you were yeah. to brush up against the guy, you'd come away slimy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like him. I don't like his look. I don't like his attitude. Um <laughs> But anyway, that's going on with Ken Paxton. I, I think that's an interesting thing. I need to get caught up on it. I want to watch the actual trial itself because uh, honestly, watching Rusty Harden and uh maybe not Busby, but maybe Cogdell, watching these attorneys be attorneys, especially in a weird sort of procedural thing like this. Mm-hmm. It's not really a trial, it's an impeachment, so stuff's weird and different. Um mm-hmm. Watching them do that's interesting. And and it's it's kind of it's sort of fascinating. Um and it's something you don't see very often. You don't often see like actual impeachment proceedings. Mm-hmm. Um so there's that going on. Uh oh. Let me ask you this, man. Yeah. Uh you don't happen to have a liberty safe, do you? I do not. Yeah, I don't either. And uh, do they keep my liberty safe? Oh, oh, in fact, the opposite. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. What? <laughs> I can't believe the good guys incorporated would do something bad. Oh, I know. It's, a, it's in the name. <laughs> right. How could they how could this happen? <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happened there. There was some of the J6 guys, right? Some of the J6 guys got raided by the feds, the FBI. And uh, I say some of the dudes who were there, right? It's who fucking cares. But the, you know, those, the, the Hodget twins or Hoggett twins. I don't know how you, 
how you pronounce that, but do you know mm-hmm. these guys? Uh, no. I, I've, I haven't ever seen any of their anything. I don't even know what kind of content they make. Are they podcasters, YouTubers? I don't know. Um, I've never heard any anything they've ever made. But they posted a tweet about this raid, and sort of buried in the middle of the tweet was this little factoid that I thought was, and everybody thought was really interesting, and that was that Liberty Safes had given the FBI, upon request, the master code to these people's gun safe. Oh. Yeah. And so I think it was JNY who first retweeted it. I could be wrong about that. Janny boy, I I could be wrong about it. But um, one one of these guys in in kind of those circles retweeted it and and basically said, uh, what the fuck at Liberty Safe Inc.? (laughs) (laughs) And um, it caused a firestorm and everybody started tagging this company. Um. Eventually, they were forced to make a statement about it, and the statement reads as follows. Tell me if you can find the weasel words. Um, on August 30th, this is, the, this is the statement that Liberty Safe's put out on that day. On August 30th, 2023, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code to the safe of an individual for whom they had a warrant to search their property. Our company protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property. After receiving the request, we received proof of the valid warrant, and only then did we provide them with an access code. Liberty Safe had no knowledge of any of the details surrounding the investigation at the time. Liberty Safe is devoted to protecting the personal property of sec- and Second Amendment rights of our customers, and has repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. We do not give out combinations without proper legal documentation being provided by authorities. We regularly update our policies to ensure both compliance with federal and state law and reasonable consumer privacy protections within the law. Oh, okay. First and foremost, Liberty Safe is committed to preserving our customers' rights, and we will remain unwavering in those values. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's like corporate newspeak for, uh, yeah, we did it. Uh, no, we're, you know, we're, and, and while trying to say that, no, we didn't at the same time. Uh, you know what I mean? It's right. like it's like an admission. It, it, it's it's very like slimy. Like we're not committing to anything, but yes, we did it. Type type rhetoric. Let me ask you this: After reading that, would you think that Liberty Safe was compelled by a warrant to give the information? I would think probably so. Right. Exactly. That's what they want you to think. That's why they worded it this way. This warrant, the warrant that they're talking about, was for the property of the customer. There was no valid court order telling Liberty (laughs) Safes to give this information. That's not how it's... That's not how it's supposed to work. I I thought, you know, these companies would not turn over anything unless, you know, they had an actual warrant, a court-ordered warrant. Oh, Uh, How could could this be true? Well, there's the secret. The FBI did have a warrant, just not for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everybody, there's, there's a million people reading this thing. People think that Liberty Safes had to turn over this information 
Man, you know, isn't it crazy how like you could just walk up to some one of these companies and just say, "Hey, I'm with the FBI. I have a warrant," and they'd be like, "Oh, here you go." Just yeah, exactly. a random person on the street, practically, you could be like, "Hey, I have a warrant. You need to give me this information." To be like, "Okay, <laughs> exactly." Here's the here's the here's the analogy. Let's say yeah. you let's say that you have a neighbor. Let's just assume that for a moment. Um, yeah. Let's say you have a neighbor, and your neighbor is uh, going out of town for a couple of weeks. And so mm-hmm. your neighbor gives you a key to their house so you can water their plants. Yeah. A few of those days that they're gone. Right. Okay. The FBI gets a warrant to search your neighbor's property. Mm-hmm. If the FBI comes to you and shows you the warrant to search your neighbor's property and says, because you have a key, you need to give me the key so I can search this property. Do you have to give the key? Uh, No. No. Because they don't have a court order telling you to give the key. Right. <laughs> they, have a, they have a warrant saying they can search the property. They can get in by whatever right. means they need to get in. But they can't right. force you to give them the key. They can't compel. Yeah, they can't compel you to, like, assist them in exactly. giving them the key. That's not ordered. That's the analogy. And I, I, I want to credit. I think it was, was it, who was it that, that, that gave that analogy in my, in my comments? I think it was Jackalope, but it could have been Steve... Or buddy, shit, it was, it was, it, ah, fuck, I can't remember now, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I can't remember, but, um, yeah, it could have been Buck, damn it, I, 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 seriously, I can't remember now, but, um, it was, it was one of you guys, and you're great, because that is the perfect analogy, it is, it really is the perfect analogy for this situation, um, because it, 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 Liberty's whole statement here is designed to make you think they had to give it. Yes. Yeah, they may, it, it sounds like they were, like, compelled by law in order to hand it over and that they're really, they had no option here. When really uh, all that it. happened was the FBI called them up and asked nicely and they said yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus. Yeah. It, it, was, it was so insulting to read. And honestly, it was upsetting to see that so many people bought it. Because a lot of people bought it. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of people it, were talking about that. I'm sorry, what? It's also just the irony that uh, the company called Liberty Safe uh, is <laughs> doing this. is really funny. Oh, like, yeah. It's horrible, but it's funny. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they, people didn't stop dragging them because there were enough people who understood what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. And... <laughs> So Liberty Safe put out a three-image statement. That was all on that. That last statement was all on one image. Liberty Safe then put out a three-image statement on the sixth, and that statement reads as follows: Tell me, tell me when you hear them get to the important fucking part. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> At Liberty Safe, we are dedicated to safeguarding the rights and privacy of all our customers. It is a promise that remains deeply personal to our employees and leadership. Our company, one of America's oldest and largest safe manufacturers, was founded on the belief that Americans should have the fundamental right to protect and safeguard their valuables and property. As a courtesy to our customers, Liberty Safe has long adhered to industry standards by maintaining a secure database of factory set combinations. <laughs> 
This practice helps customers regain access to their safe for a wide range of reasons, including loss of the original combination, service requests, and warranty issues. Liberty Safe processes over 4,000 requests of this type annually and provides combinations to safe owners only once they provide clear documentation of their identity and their ownership of the safe. Continued on page two. We listened to our I heard nothing of substance uh, in that first uh, page. Okay, good. Uh, Good. Excellent. Let's read the second one then. We listen to our customers and update our products and practices in response to their evolving needs. Today, we are announcing a change that empowers our customers with greater control over their information. Effective immediately, existing customers can visit www.libertysafe.com slash pages slash combination hyphen removal and fill out the form to have records of their access codes expunged. In the coming weeks, we'll be releasing a feature that gives every new customer this option when registering their safe. This change allows customers to take control of how their information is stored and protected. We understand that many of our customers are willing to assume the responsibility of safeguarding their own combination. While those who opt out of our data storage process will have limited recourse in cases of a lost combination, we respect their choice and are here to support them in the way that's best for them. Continued on page three. Wow, that's... uh. Nothing. A, it's a good change. Uh, I think it's a good change. It's a, it's a good change. I mean, yeah, it's a good change, but it's not addressing uh, the problem. Right. You know what I mean? Kind it's of the core like, problem. It's like, about, it's like talking about what what they're going to do, but they omitted the reason why they're making this change in the first place. Right. It's like off to the side behind the curtain. Okay, uh, let's continue then, on with page yeah. three of this statement. Okay, yeah. The third page, the third image that you see on Twitter. <sighs> We have also revised our policies around cooperation with law enforcement. Going forward, we will require a subpoena that legally compels Liberty Safe to supply access codes, but can only do so if these codes still exist in our system. I love how it's like, yeah, we'll only sell you guys out if the state makes us this time. Yes, we won't exactly. Do it willingly anymore. We won't do it willingly anymore. Oh, man. The state, we will, we will, uh, we will do what we should have done from the beginning and make the state put yeah. it onto our head. Right. That's what we'll do. And it's like, why weren't you doing that anyway? Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. And then they end it with another sentence of, of corporate bullshit. But the, they, it took yeah. all the way to page three. Yeah. To actually get to the core of the issue. Now, I do have a problem with them having a database of backdoors into people's gun safes. I think that's yeah. just itching, just just begging to be uh, to be right. um, taken by a bad actor and published on one of these data right. selling websites or just like, that is just a, a, a treasure trove. Right. And like, sure, you can you can buy the thing where it's like, yeah, this is for like, if you actually did lose your code, there's a master code to override. Right. Sure. Sure. But but if you're going to be buying uh, something called Liberty Safe, uh, I think you would want to act like you trusted your customer to be like, hey, look, and this is like what they even said in their in the second page where it's like, hey, look, um, if you lose the code, that's on you. We can't override that. Uh, yes. So just be sure, you know, and then that puts the responsibility on the customer and they know that when they're buying it. And it's like, yeah, OK, that's, you know, that was the other thing, is. too, is that is that they have every right to sell a safe they can't get into. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so the, the the fact that they weren't look, I, I I understand. Like you said, you know, keeping keeping a, a master code in case somebody fucks up, I get. I think it's a security vulnerability. I think it's a risk. Yeah, it but, is for sure. But I don't think it's really all that bad. The the biggest right. problem that I see here is that they just give yeah. it to whoever asks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That the, having a master code isn't the most unreasonable thing possible. Even as you said, even if it is a security risk, it's the fact that they just hand it over to any any person who comes knocking if they have a badge, whether they have legal authority to ask or to request it or not. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. That's the that's the core of the problem. And and this is the other thing too is that there were a lot of people who were saying like, well, I mean, they had a warrant, and even if it wasn't for their place, I mean, they know the search has What's to be good and all this other stuff. Well, that's What's right. In the warrant. That's yeah. exactly the issue. So think about this, right? There's been so much recent precedent around third party access to secure systems, particularly right. in the realm of computers. But the precedent with regard to a third party giving someone a password or an access code to get into a secure environment, be it on a computer or whatever, um, the precedent is very much in flux. And mm -hmm. this is my my biggest concern about this is that if. If you put the FBI in a situation where they have to either get a court order to have you give them the, to have Liberty Safe give them the code or they have to saw into the safe on their own, you as the defendant, well, as the defense attorney, but as the defendant, you your case for the search being outside the scope of the warrant is still very strong. Because if the warrant is for something that could not reasonably be in a safe, they had no reason to go into the safe. Right. And so you can you can absolutely make that argument, depending upon what the whatever the warrant covers. But let's just say that the safe was outside of the scope of the warrant. Well, now they got a third party to give them access. Now they have an argument. Right. I don't know. I don't think it's a very good argument, but I think the other side is weak yeah, now. It's just like, let the state do it. Let them try to do it. And then when they're wrong, then you can have a better case against them. You Bennett, know, it's Bennett, just like, yes, exactly. Don't, don't just give it to them. <laughs> like, Bennett said it right. Why do you want to force the cops to have to go through all this stuff? Because it is the mistakes they make along the way that make your defense case. Right. That's yeah, how right. you do it. Exactly. And yeah. so what they did here is not only irresponsible broadly. It was not only an irresponsible policy to have broadly. It was also a policy that fucked over defendants because it undercut their argument that any of those searches could have been outside the scope of the warrant. They can still make the argument, but it's weaker now than it was. Right. Yeah. Because a third party gave them access. That is what made me so angry about it. Yeah, that is that is awful. That is really bad. And we've talked about this before about like how, you know, um, ISPs will do this sometimes. So the yes. government will just call up and say, hey, can we have this, this and this? And they're like, yeah, sure. Here yeah. You go. yeah, give me all the transit data for this user. And it's like, yeah. oh, OK, here you go. Uh, they can they can do yeah. that with uh, I, I believe there might be case law that for emails, they do need a subpoena for the content of the email, but they can just send Google a letter for all the metadata and they can see everyone mm -hmm, you're right. talking to. Yeah. I mean, that's they can just do that. That's one of the reasons that actually I mean, a lot of people are big fans of self-hosting email and all this other stuff. And I understand that. And that's good for them. Uh, if it works for you, it works for you. 
That's why I'm a fan of Proton Mail because it's it's hosted outside a subpoena range. So even if they were to send a yeah. subpoena to Proton for the metadata, that was, a, that was a really really good ad read. They should sponsor us. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they should. And that's why I like Proton Mail. You know, that was really good. <laughs> well, I do think self-hosting is a good no, solution no, yeah, for people yeah. who aren't concerned about that, sure. but. But I'm I am concerned about that. I, I want my email to be hosted outside a subpoena range. That's why I'm kind of yeah. a fan of that idea. Um, even if it is all encrypted in place and all this other stuff, having uh-huh. having it hosted outside of subpoena range makes me feel more comfortable. Um, sure, sure. But yeah, the, so so Liberty Safe uh, stepped in and embarrassed themselves, and they haven't tweeted since. Um, they have not tweeted since that last statement we read. Which is probably the smart move, to be honest. If if you're them, it's like everything you say, you're just like stepping on a rake at that point yep. going forward. Because it's like, hey, you did this. It's it's not like, you know, no matter what you say, you can't like undo it retroactively. So it's like, yeah, just shutting up is probably the most strategically beneficial thing for them to do. They knew they couldn't post through it and they weren't even going to try. Uh-huh. Yep. So good for them on that, honestly. I think that's the best yep. outcome. No, for sure. Um, speaking of people who post through it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember? Do you remember the episode that we recorded? The episode of this show that we recorded after the murder of Tyree Nichols? Oh, I do. Yes. It was, it was, I think it was a good episode of the show. People who haven't heard it should go back and listen to it. But that episode... I believe it was just called Justice. I think it was one word. Um, that episode... I could be wrong about that. But that episode was... There was a moment or a little discussion that we had in that episode where I um, got on my soapbox and said mm-hmm. that Andrew Bronca is a moron and a sophist. Yeah, it was very iconic. It was very- <laughs> Now, if you remember, Andrew Bronca's argument at the time was that the murder of Ty- that the use of force against Tyree Nichols, that the, if the stop, that the stop was good, and therefore the use of force was good when he wouldn't get out of the car, and therefore everything that followed from that was good. The use of force is totally fine in that case. When, when asked to provide evidence of this, and, he had none, but he maintained it. And uh, Andrew Bronca, for people who don't know, he is a self-defense lawyer. That's yes, correct, right? and um, he, he considers a, himself to be a use of force expert as well. He is, uh, he's, or he has said similar things to that in the past. I don't know if he holds himself out in, the, in those exact terms. Yeah. I shouldn't say that, but uh, he does. Uh, he does certainly consider himself to be a self-defense expert. Yep. And um, and he uh, he has this whole website and he has his book, the the law of self defense, which which I, I still think is probably right on most things. Um, mm-hmm. And he has all of this, all you know, his whole his whole fucking practice, and and I think it's in uh, in uh, Massachusetts. He's got his whole thing. He's an attorney. Um, but but that was his position on the Tyree Nichols thing. Uh, oh, by the way, he blew up when he was on the Ricada streams for the uh, for the Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. trial, and then he, that, that sort of was what blew him up, and he was dead on the money right during Rittenhouse. Um, his mm-hmm. analysis during Rittenhouse was dead on the money right. I, I think there yeah. wasn't a problem at all with it. And then, uh, yeah, that was his statement at the time, and then when, when confronted with the fact that the city said that they could find no evidence that the stop was good, um, uh, Bronca instead doubled down, rather than saying, well, then maybe I'm wrong. 
Because if the stop wasn't good, none of this is good. Rather than mm-hmm. saying that, he said uh, he doubled down and said the city was biased and all this other stuff, which maybe they are, but he can't prove that. Mm-hmm. It's, he's not objective, is what I'm saying. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, uh, so I said he was an idiot and a moron and a sophist and a, and a dummy yep. and all these other things. Do what? And uh, speaking of, we, you know, we, we've talked about, there's been a lot of stories that have been very ironic that we've talked about, like Liberty Saves giving away, you know, the codes and stuff. So his Twitter at is Law of Self-Defense, right? Yes. Um, now... <laughs> Under what thing, uh, what type of thing do you think you'd be posting under and being very dismissive of? Uh, oh, um, uh, if you had to guess, I think maybe. Okay, so you know he's you know he tends to be kind of a brash guy, but yeah. he is he is an expert on self defense. Surely, so uh-huh. I think it was yeah. probably somebody complaining that they got shot when they were mugging someone. Yeah, you you would think that, wouldn't you? Yes, that's, that's I think I think somebody think. was mugging someone or committing an assault, and they got shot, and then they were complaining about it. And Bronca made made horrendous yeah. fun of them because that is dumb. That really is dumb. Right. Of course. Yeah. You, that's what you'd expect from a, an account named Law of Self Defense. Right? Sure. Like a self pro self defense person. Yes. Well, that would be uh, you would think appropriate, uh, <laughs> but. Instead, <laughs> I think what was this? How many days ago was this? Was this like uh, what was it? September? 4th. This happened on the fourth. Yeah, 4th. it happened on. Okay. It happened on the same day that the Ken Paxton trial started, <laughs> and there's oh, something else that there, happened that same day. So it was that was a big day. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to like uh, name names here of like who the account he was signed no, to. Just there's, because there's I don't no read. There's no need to bring the thread back to the fore yeah. and all that other stuff. Right. It's. There is something they posted. It's public, but it's it was still something they posted that's very personal. And I just, you know, I don't want to like uh, out them. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I don't need to put it on blast, um, even though she's very cool. Right. Uh, we don't feel yeah, comfortable yeah, putting it on blast, and so it's cool. Like it's, it's just, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's this woman, uh, and she's she's in like the libertarian community. Yes. Um, black flag in her not, black flag no. in her name. I think like like she's yep. a true blue true and believer. She, and she was talking about how four years ago she was uh, essentially ha- had a domestic abuse incident um, uh, regarding her boyfriend in another party. Um, and like uh, and essentially Andrew Bronca comes in like out of left field <laughs> randomly. Uh, I don't even know how he found the post, to be quite honest. I don't but- either. If he was like key searching words, but I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't. Uh, but, I don't. I'm anyway. wondering if maybe it was a two A person had like replied to it or had quote tweeted yeah, it maybe. or something like that because he's got a lot of crossover with like the two A community on Twitter. Uh huh. And so I wonder yeah. if, and that of course has crossover with you know like goons, anarchists, all kinds of stuff. So I'm wondering yeah, if yeah. maybe somebody from the two A community had commented on it. Because I know she has a lot of mutuals in the, like, goon, black flag sort of, you know, people who also follow Demp, that kind of thing. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, and she also posted a picture of her, like, her face being a little roughed up, like she has a black eye. Uh, Like, uh, you can definitely tell, like, she's been hit. Yeah, she was clearly Uh, injured, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's not like the fake Amber Heard ones. It's, it's... No. (laughs) It's real. And he posts a picture... 
of a meme where it's Superman and uh, on Superman it's it's uh, uh, women is inscribed and then it's a big hand reaching out with the kryptonite saying accountability. Yes. And Superman so, looks as though he's in tremendous pain from right, from being yeah. near the accountability. So the implication is that this is a post where he's essentially trying to say that she deserved it. Is that yes, she that refuses this was... to take accountability yes. uh, for being domestically abused? Yes. Uh, <laughs> not only, by the way, I, and I want to be very clear about yeah. this, not only, by the way, for, for being the victim of domestic abuse, right? But also, this is a person who got herself out of the situation. In fact, yes. the event occurred while she was in the process of getting herself out of the situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. And the, the, the whole thing was uh, she, she is in a place now where she has... Uh, I was reading some of her stuff. She it seems like she has been very, very not only introspective about the whole thing and and uh, mm-hmm. sort of you know said she said things like yeah I probably should have tried to get out sooner and all this other stuff that people should come to understand I'm I'm sure but it's not her fault at all and the 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 other thing that she's done too is she's thought a lot about uh, the guy and sort of his his uh, deficiencies uh, and and his own insanity, his problems, right? And and sort of mm-hmm. tried to parse what, what caused him to be like this. And, and she's very thoughtful about it. So this isn't the kind of yeah. person who's just like going off, you know, spinning out, and it wouldn't matter if she was, right? But she's not mm-hmm. the kind of person who's spinning out on like a, vin- on like a victim complex thing. She's very introspective and very thoughtful. Um... About the whole thing. And so if anyone to send this to, definitely not her. You know what I right. mean? Yes. It's, it's totally the wrong fucking audience for this. I'm not like, even if she were spinning out on like a victim mentality thing and stuff like that, it wouldn't be appropriate. But I could right. see, I could maybe see the joke is what I'm trying to say. But... It's there's just it's not here on this. There's nothing here for this. It's it's the fact that one he's a he's uh, supposedly very pro self defense. So that means he would be anti you know uh, ostensibly people assaulting other people theoretically. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, uh, and then he's coming under a post where this woman. Uh, was uh, is cl- like claiming she was assaulted and visibly shows signs that she was assaulted and he's like uh no this is your fault yeah <laughs> yeah uh it's and then and then you know i took a little i took a little perusal uh oh did you did you look through his uh, replies did you scroll through yes, his I replies did. tab oh it's one yes, of my favorite places on the internet <laughs> yeah i had no idea that he was like this down bad uh until uh, i i i just went through his timeline of replies and realized there's probably something now dean i actually don't know this so and I don't know if you know this, so I'm not like expecting a, a you know a definitive answer here. But based on what I've seen, is he divorced? At least once, I think twice. Okay, I know for sure at least once. <laughs> and now it really gets the noggin jogging. Yeah, uh, it really <laughs> does, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, now at the PS, I was curious. It's like, wow, I saw this, and it was very out of left field. 
right? It's very the, the meme uh, I'm referring to, and um, and totally inappropriate. I, I went, yeah, totally inappropriate and wrong. Uh, and so I, I I went through his uh, timeline because I was just curious about what could have spurred this. Did like uh, did like you know was there history here or something? Or uh, so I was just curious. So I went down his timeline. And one of the first things I see is an account talking about, like, it's just, you know, one of these accounts where it's like, heartbreak helps a man level up his game, right? Okay, whatever. Um, and then he responds. Yes, what was his response to that particular tweet from an account he doesn't follow from a, yeah. like, from, from this is, um, uh, there's, we'll explain more. But can, what was his response to yeah. that? And he says, it mostly teaches him that most women are stupid skanks who should not be taken seriously. If that's your lesson, I concur. (laughs) Uh, So this guy uh, obviously has some issues unresolved. Uh, um, I wonder how much time he's spent on slash r slash MGTOW. Oh, dude, you know, you know, he has like accounts with so much gold there. Uh, <laughs> He's a karma farmer on slash r yeah, slash Yeah, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. His, his account is not Andrew Bronca. Uh, yes, exactly. Bronca throwaway one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bronken these hoes. But yeah, and then not only that, not only that, but when I was scrolling through his timeline, I couldn't help but notice that he oh, was there a pattern? Basically, there is a pattern emerging uh, that he seems to be replying to every thirst trap possible on this on this website uh, on Twitter. <laughs> So there's there are a bunch of OnlyFans girls who will post to their bot yes. audience of bots yes. and bots and a couple of simps, but mostly bots. Yeah, they will post images of themselves scantily clad, we shall say. Yeah, yeah, very classic me or the PS5 meme. Exactly. Uh, you know, presentation. Exactly, yeah. and in, a, in an attempt to encourage people to engage not only with the photograph but also with their content, if you will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and what are his thoughts about these people? These these people who uh, are really just trying to, you know, get some fucking income in a down I, economy yeah. with with inflation going insane and these women are attractive women. They know they know they have assets they can sell for sure, just trying to get a little money money flow. And what does he have to say about it? Yeah. So I uh I let me let me pull that up because I don't have that at the ready, but I oh, okay. remember I thought you were looking was, through it in particular. I have, uh, so, uh, so this is one woman who's like, uh, just like dancing around and he says, I rarely get motion sickness. <laughs> just, that's really weird. Uh, and then, uh, let me find, oh, he's been posting a lot recently. Okay. Hold oh, on. He's probably uh, trying to bury the beginning of the week. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. He's been posting a lot. Uh, uh one uh so there's just uh like uh there's one post where it's like remember when a dang single mom her time is valuable you're taking time away from her child be sure to make it worth it and he says her time is so valuable that i'm going to let her keep it so there's obviously a pattern uh emerging oh yeah uh, uh so single uh, so single mothers he has an issue with women who dance he has an issue with yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold on, there's uh, there's more coming. Uh, let me see. Okay, so a lot. Why it's taking me a long time to find this is because all, almost all of his like replies are replying to people who were mad at him for that one post, and he's just going back and forth with them. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a lot of his replies yeah. tab. Yeah. Um. He also has there was a uh, there I you probably can't find it because it's like super buried. But mm-hmm. um, he was there was a, an underwear model that he um, uh, called fat. Oh, OK. Yeah, she, she was not fat. <laughs> like, I don't know what his standard for fat is. Right. But she was not fat. Um, I, it was it was. Ins- it, it seemed insane to me. Yeah, you can tell this guy, like, I don't know if he knows this, um, but you can just not do this. Yes, it's, it's actually quite easy. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy not to do this. <laughs> like, like, even aside that this man should obviously get some therapy, the fact that you don't have to do this publicly yeah, like you can write angry rants in this thing called a diary. Uh, you, know. <laughs> you can use an anonymous blog. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can do all. You can you can put it out publicly. You can do so anonymously. Right. Yeah. In a, right. in a way yeah. that you just have an anon account. You can just be a groiper. Yes, it's really easy. <laughs> I forgot he was he was he was he spent a couple of days posting um uh, working really hard Dude, to defend Andrew Murtaugh. I found it. I fa- I found the okay. sort of the period of time gotcha, gotcha. that we're talking about. Um and then right below Dude, that you, there should I've been be down scrolling. I've been scrolling down since we started talking about this and I haven't even gone to the fourth when this first app. Here we go. Uh, okay, busy. here's a good thirst trap. Oh, yeah. Ah, this okay. one's good. Okay, so here's a woman. She's got she's she's pretty uh, as they say hippie. All right. Mm-hmm. And she has her uh, her underwear. This is this is ridiculous as a thirst trap. It's a video of her sitting down in a chair with a mug and she has her skirt down below her hips and her underwear mm-hmm. is so her underwear is revealed and she has yeah. her sweater which is obviously not a crop top pulled up as if it's a crop top and of course a push-up bra and her tits are there and they're rather nice and I and, think I just found what you're talking about. Yes, okay. Yes. So this she looks insane but but, but her, yeah. her 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 tweet is this is how I drink coffee in my office at work yep. crying laughing coffee emoji which I I think this is a lie I suspect um I don't think anyone drinks coffee like this in their office at work uh including her yeah right um but Andrew Bronca's reply to that do you want to do you want to read do you have it do you want to read it uh if you you can read if you want if you found it yeah you okay it. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and find yeah. um okay uh. Yeah, guys, comma, respect these women. They're not all hoes. You can definitely trust these 304s with your children, your life's work, and your reputation. You'd be stupid to not just dive into the chlamydia pool. Hashtag eye roll. Wow, that seemed very personal. Uh, Yeah. I wonder if there's any history there. There may well be. (laughs) Um... There's a uh, oh I found one of the ones where he's replying to the 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 model who um 
there was a model he was replying to who who her friend was modeling for guests and stuff and and, and he said he his whole thing was just he was saying that she was fat. she's not she's very much not fat and i'm i'm very surprised that he would claim that she is but he does this mm-hmm. thing too where he blocks um Rather unnecessarily. Oh, here's another good. This is the one I was looking for. The woman in the red dress. Yeah, I found it too. I found yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so there's a woman in a in a in a red dress, plunging neckline. Um, yep. uh, also very hippie. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know what? Uh, she has uh, what looks like a really nice, mostly black work. Um, line work, a uh, sleeve tattoo. Um, yeah, it's a good-looking tattoo. Yeah, I think it looks great. Um, and she has uh, obviously bottle blonde hair and fake bimbo lips, which is not great. I'm not a big fan of those. But mm-hmm. uh, and, and her tits are probably fake. They look fake, but that's okay. People are allowed to do that if they want. I, I think she's a, a relatively attractive woman. A little bit fake, a little plastic, but otherwise fine. Fine-looking. And, and, and she's, of course, a, a, a content creator, if you will. And she's trying to get people to engage with her content. She asks, uh, where should we go on a <laughs> date she asks this reply bronca's reply is one of the best cell phones i've ever seen it really really is i think it's my favorite (laughs) cell phone on the internet his response his his response reads and suddenly my ex account is awash in thirst trap content not interested ladies you're all just getting blocked wow i i wonder if he knows how this thing called an algorithm works. Are you are you suggesting that if Andrew Bronca in an obsessive compulsive nightly habit of probably being in a drunken haze scrolling through Twitter, replying to thirst trap photos, calling women hoes, engaging with thirst trap content in a habitual way, are you suggesting that perhaps the algorithm would start surfacing that content in his feed because he has shown that he engages with it at a high volume? It would be like it would be like me posting. Wow, I can't believe all these status political accounts are all over my timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could this happen? Yeah, well, it, it could How be because could... you quote tweet Matt Walsh weekly. Like that's the yes, right? <laughs> How? How could this happen to me? Why would it do this? Why would the algorithm do this to me? And it is. It is a habitual thing for him. All he does is reply to hoes. This is a lot. He replies to these women on here posting thirst traps and calls them bitches and whores and sluts and all these other type of things. Here's another one. Another thirst trap photo. This is a woman who's in a in a black bra. Uh, she has a pair of jeans on. They're pulled up all the way, right? But but she's just wearing this black bra, and it's nice. And she also has wonderful wonderful assets. I'm sure people pay a lot of money to see uh, the very top of or very bottom of on OnlyFans. Um, and she says, I'll definitely play some Xbox tonight. Join me for the next match. Who's winning? And uh, she has this video showing uh, mostly her torso. In fact, uh, she I'm not even sure if she has a forehead. It's nowhere to be seen in, in frame. But um, the man responds. He says, modern women, so strong, so independent, don't need no man. Also, here are my boobs. Right below that, and this is my favorite one, right? 
And this woman is wearing this American flag bikini. And it just says American girl with kiss emoji, American flag emoji. And she's in a, and she is in uh, like what looks like a barn. And she's wearing this American flag bikini with a straw hat, right? It's it's kind of Americana, country and western, but bikini babe thing, like a, like mm-hmm. a, uh, like a, like a, like a calendar photo, right? Mm-hmm. Well, his response: No, it's not an American girl. Just another internet three o four. An American girl would be married and keeping that stuff locked down for her husband. Oh my god. <laughs> He does this. This dude is so down bad. Right below that, that. It's honestly so sad. Right below that, another one. A woman in lingerie. It's a, it's, it, she's in the mirror. She uploads this video. His response, imagine how many negatives this chick must have to be porning herself on Twitter. <laughs> he does this habitually, he responds to Hose. Oh, dude, I found the one where he responded to Magnus. <laughs> Oh, yes, this is another You're thing in... I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. Magnus... You have more? We can, do, we can talk about more of those. No, 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 no. That's, that's all. I just, wanted to prove, I just wanted to prove that yeah. he does this habitually. He does this yes. bitching at women, talking down to women on the internet, fucking with them, uh, uh, like, like just, just being a dick in people's mentions for no fucking yeah. reason, angry that he sees all this porn content in his feed because he can't stop replying to it in this obsessive, compulsive way. He's, he, is a, he is a fucking, fucking divorced, sad scumbag, and he's angry at women. He is angry at women generally. Yeah. Um, and I just <laughs> wanted to prove that before we got to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was uh, his response to Magnus. Yeah. So he tweeted uh, in bio, uh, colon, uh, uh, quote, Volturine anarchist, uh, end quote. And he said, that's a block per SOP. Um, I don't know what SOP actually stands for. Standard operating um, procedures. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I think his reasoning was because, like, it's it, he thinks these accounts only exist or bo- their bot accounts for propaganda or something. I am, I am <laughs> and, under the impression that he doesn't understand what Volterine Anarchist means. Yes, I yeah, right. I don't think he knows who Volterine Declare is. I, I would be uh, no, shocked. I, I would be. Uh, I, I, as, as I said on Twitter, if he knows who Volterine Declare is, I'll eat my fucking hat. Yeah, and I have right. a straw hat. It is technically edible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> like I'm, I will. I'm not. I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> I will do it if you. Yeah, knows. no, no. I, I, at the time that he posted that, there's no way he knew Volterine declares. No, no way, way in hell. No way in hell. No. But, 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 what does he link to there, my friend? Uh, this is uh his own page talking about why he would block those accounts. Now, and this is a page. This his... is a page on loveselfdefense.com. Oh, yes. This is his professional website. Yes. The website from which he hawks his free book. Yes. You have to buy the hard copy, I think, but, but the paperback is free. This is the website from, from whence he, uh, he, he, this is how he promotes himself and his supposed expertise. This, yep. is how he, this is how he sells himself to the public, is through this public website right here. Mm-hmm. And he has a video on there of, of why he blocks people and things like that, of course. <laughs> But this is the problem. This is a professional website. His professional yeah. website. Yeah. And the description, the, the, the article under the video reads, 
Particularly when I'm covering high-profile trials, or really almost any time, my Twitter account is flooded with apparent troll accounts and bot accounts, meaning non-human accounts. Typically, these are created for propaganda purposes, for talking points, for, talk for political talking points purposes, or simply to be gratuitously insulting to yours truly. <laughs> Brother, you could have cut that down. You could have just said for propaganda also, uh, and political talking points, or to be gratuitously insulting. You didn't have to say all that. Do what? To also, to be... Or simply to be gratuitously insulting. Uh, it's like, what are you doing to these like accounts that are these these accounts run by women all day long, dude? This is the like, this is an interesting thing. I, I think he's under the impression that the fact that he gets dragged all the time is because people are spinning up bot account armies to drag him. Um, no, it's just because you said right. something retarded, Bronca, <laughs> and everyone's dragging you. <laughs> right. So, comma, the next sentence begins on a professional website, beginning a sentence with so, comma. When I see an account that appears by its content to be one of those trolls or bots just there to insult, I take a look at the bio. And the typically bio has a very low number of followers to, to typically, no, no capitalization at the beginning of this sentence and two T's, to typically double digit number of followers. And many of these accounts, folks have 12 followers, 6 followers, 0 followers. Uh, no space here after this period. That tells me that it's almost certainly not a genuine human user actively and regularly engaged on Twitter, or they wouldn't have so few followers. There are a lot of small follower accounts I just like on Twitter. To point out, I'd just like to point out that Magnus has 5,000 uh, followers. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Exactly. So, his appeal to why he would block Magnus... And that it isn't even doesn't even correlate. It doesn't no. correspond to reasoning. Not at all. He continues. He says that low follower number by itself is not enough to get blocked by us on Twitter. Us now. Us. There's a mouse in his pocket. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this whole thing's been the first person, I and be, now it's us. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um. If you're asking reasonable questions or engaged in reasonable discussion on Twitter, I don't care if you have zero followers, you're good to go as far as I'm concerned. But if your content consists of apparent political talking points, propaganda, or gratuitous insults, and you have a low follower account, you're almost certainly going to get blocked per SOP by yours truly. We're back to the first person now. Um, this particularly applies to whining from the SISTERHOOD, in all caps with an exclamation point, and the WHITE KNIGHTS, in all caps with an exclamation point. So that's how the Twitter SOP block works. Don't worry if you have a low follower count. All you have to do is not be a jerk and you'll be fine. Really? Um, but if you're a jerk and you have a low follower count, blocked you will get, he says. I don't know why I suddenly started writing this stupid fucking article like Yoda. Um, I find that helps keep the troll bot activity yes. on our Twitter account, our Twitter account now, there's a mouse back in his pocket, um, much reduced from what would otherwise yes. be the case. It keeps crawling <laughs> in and out of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> his cat's coming in and out of the room. Um, so there you go, folks. That's yeah. the answer. That's the law of self-defense, Twitter block, standard operating procedure, SOP policy, Andrew. Andrew, piece of advice. On your professional website, <laughs> may not be a good idea for you to have text that reads like um, you were having a stroke when you typed it. Probably not on your professional website. 
I would say. You know, you, you can forgive that on Twitter, right? Because nobody really gives a fuck about typos and shit on Twitter. You know, people have bad grammar on yeah. Twitter. It's fine. This is your professional website, Andrew. And I hope that you were suffering a debilitating neurological condition while you typed this. Because if your work product looks like this, and I said this on Twitter, and I thought it was funny. Racehorse Haynes himself is going to rise from the grave and grieve you. <laughs> he knows what that means. <laughs> few others do. Racehorse Haynes is a big dick defense lawyer. Died a few years ago. But he was a legendary, legendary Texas defense lawyer. And he will rise from the grave and file a grievance on your ass if you turn in work like this to the fucking court, Andrew Bronca. This is your professional fucking website. Prove you know how to work a fucking keyboard. Jesus. What a goddamn moron. He is, he is such a piece of shit. He's angry at women for no fucking reason. Well, because, <laughs> because his wife left him. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he replied yeah, to... The, um, it's, a, it's a trend we've seen a lot, actually. Of, of that type of... Uh, that type of, uh, you know... Yeah. How a lot of people present themselves. It's like, hmm, there's a, you can mark it down as, like, time before divorce versus time after divorce, and you're like, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Um... Uh, Bud Light Sadness was talking, was, uh, came across this, and he was talking about it, and he said, uh, uh, he said something on the lines of, uh, he tagged him and said, I looked through your replies, whoever hurt you, you deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and he came back and said something, and somebody re- uh, replied to him with a screenshot of something he had tweeted and said, uh, "Spoken like a man with no with no daughters." And Bronca said, "I have several daughters, and it took everything in me, everything in me." He, he does have a few daughters. I, it took everything in me not to say, "How often you see him, bud? <laughs> How often you see those daughters? Where do they live? Yeah. Like most of the time." <laughs> And do you have, is there a court order against you? In yeah. to that? <laughs> is there a, is there a document somewhere that says how often you get to see them? Yeah. And who has to be there when you do? Is there a certain distance that you have to be away from them? by <laughs> <a chance? laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How often, how often do you see them, bud? They live with you? Huh? Let me ask, if you were less of an asshole to women generally, do you think you might see him more? <laughs> think that's possible? What a piece of shit this guy is. He is he is such a dummy. He is such a fucking dummy and I hate him. I have a personal I have a personal hatred for this man. And I am so glad yeah. that 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 our little corner of the internet you know, full of, full of, you know, gun guys and goons and anarchists mm-hmm. and libertarians. I'm so glad yeah. that our little corner of the internet just raked him over the coals for like two I, days. As soon as I saw this, I immediately tagged you because I knew you had so much enjoyment out of this. Uh, <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> and the thing is, like, like I truly... I don't think he knew, like, the hornet's nest he was kicking when he Oh, did no. This. He uh, had no idea. 
because he's used to dealing with like OnlyFans simps and stuff in comments, uh-huh. which which is one of those things where it's like, yeah, it can be annoying, but it's like uh, I can see how you could not care about that. But these are right. a bunch of goons and anarchists and really big dudes making very personal statements about him for days. Yes. it was one of the funnier things i've seen i'm so happy it happened i haven't really thought about him since the episode we did on tyree nichols because i unfollowed him that day and i hadn't really made it a point to keep up with him at all um i don't watch his content i don't andrew bronca basically I, i i stopped paying attention to andrew bronca after we did the tyree nichols episode i'm so glad this came back around though I'm so glad yeah. this guy came back into my life for a few days, and yeah, and it was just mutuals just dragging him for hours right, on right. end. Yeah, it's just like even like it's so funny because like a lot of times you have mutuals, and sometimes the mutuals like don't ever interact because they just don't know about each other, and like everyone united in oh. one moment just the shit on andrew bronco it was yeah. crazy there were like it was yeah. like ex-military goons on one end yeah. and like anarchists and and like even leftist anarchists to some extent some of them yeah. and then oh, it yeah. was there were like and caps that like he he really burned a bridge with a community that actually liked him a lot right <laughs> Because people people really liked Andrew Bronca, especially in those corners mm-hmm. of the internet, because he's a conservative guy, right? So the leftist anarchists didn't like him so much, yeah. but the you know the the goon Twitter guys kind of did, and 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 some of the right wing anarchists did. He's he's a conservative guy. He's got he's outspoken. He's got mm-hmm. opinions. Um, and he's uh he was he's as far as they know, he's right on the law a lot. Um, I, I think he's right much 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 less than many people do, but um. He's a fucking dummy, but he, uh, <laughs> like he, there were a lot of people that really liked him and he burned the shit out of that bridge. <laughs> Nobody in that community is going to give him a time of day ever again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like it's a big, I, huge I, loss, but it's bad. Yeah. I bet you anything. When he posted that me, he had no clue, uh, the response he would get. No idea. Not single like he had no clue not whatsoever no idea but i'm so glad i got to hate this guy a little bit more today because because yeah. it, was, oh, it yeah. was that was a lot of fun and happened at the beginning of this week <laughs> it was it was like it's it was kind of weird because it's just like the day after the show the day the show drops yeah. and this stuff is going on i'm just like shit couldn't you have done this on a saturday <laughs> right yeah <laughs> A little bit earlier, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. So fuck, yeah. fuck Andrew Bronca. He's a dummy, and he was wrong about Tyree Nichols. And there's still no evidence the stop yep. was good. Eat shit, you fucking scumbag. Um, yep. So yep. <laughs> there's another. There's another story. Jesus, dude. It was. It was such a busy week. So so. What do you want to talk? About? You know what? Let's talk about the Georgia thing just real quick. Because I think the last topic is going to be sure, yeah, sort of yeah, important. Um, and I and I, I know you have things to say about it. I, I think I have a couple yep. of things as well. But this is sort of entertaining. Mm-hmm. The um, the Georgia AG, the Attorney General, and the Fulton County uh, Superior Court has uh, indicted a bunch of the people who were involved in the Stop Cop City protests. And they're indicting them on under RICO. 
And what this is, is what RICO is, is it's basically a method by which you can use conspiracy and uh, especially funding like monetary movements and stuff like that to tie people together in a, in a criminal conspiracy and, and, and uh, sort of uh, prosecute them all in a, in a, in a, in a group as a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they took these charges to a grand jury. The grand jury returned an indictment, a true bill. And, uh, the first charge listed, of course, is the base charge of the whole thing, racketeering. And there's all these people mm-hmm. who are charged in it. By the time you get to page 24, that's where part one begins. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah when first... I saw this, I scrolled down so far to get to yeah. anything of substance. Yes! <laughs> yeah, it's page 24 of the yeah. indictment is where part one actually begins. But that's because it's a RICO case, right? So you have a long list of defendants and a long yeah. list of, yeah. of attorneys. And it's, yeah. But this is what I thought was very interesting about this, and Andrew Fleischman pointed this out on Twitter. This indictment is written as though, I think Fleischman described it as somebody asked ChatGPT to write an eighth grade report on anarchism. Yes, yes. It is completely like, yeah, ChatGPT or like a Wikipedia copy-paste uh, type thing. Where yes. It's just like, this is the most like bare bones. Like, this is what you would get if someone just like, who had no idea what anarchism was, just like Googled it for the first time and took like the most like baseline uh, view of it and just like put it in their report. Yes. And we have several excerpts from this indictment Yeah, to read. Um, and this uh, is from the Cop City thing, right? I can't remember if you yes, mentioned the, that. The, the, yes, these are the Stop Cop City protesters defend the Atlanta forest. Yeah. Um, and they were, they're protesting, by, I, we should say what Cop City is. Cop City is a, an urban training environment that, uh, a yes. big, big complex that the city of Atlanta was going to build uh, on a piece of, of wooded property, um, large piece of wooded property. And the this is a uh, this is an issue for defend the Atlanta forest for multiple reasons, not the least of which being that it's uh, a method by which cops can learn urban military tactics, um, yep. which is a uh, bad idea. <laughs> yep. Um, and so they're not a fan of that. Uh, they're they're they but but there's also an ecological angle to it. They have an ecological concern. They want to, uh, I guess, defend the trees or something. Um, it's something I can't really identify with, but I do identify mm-hmm. with the not wanting the cops to learn how to o- right. behave like an occupying military force. Yeah. I do. I do like that. Yeah, part. And I certainly don't want cops building more installations anywhere. No. So I'm also on that. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. So I'm, I'm all for this thing. I really am. Um, yeah. so if we go to part one B, uh, it begins. Defend the Atlanta Forest is a self-identified coalition and enterprise of militant anarchists, eco-activists, and community organizers. Based in Atlanta, this anarchist, anti-police, and environmental activism organization coordinates, advises, and conducts, quote, direct action designed to prevent the construction of the Atlanta Police Public Safety Training Center. And Shadowbox Studios, previously known as Black Hole Studios, and promote anarchist ideas. Uh, Shadowbox Studios is one of the owners of the property. Um... Skipping a little bit, the purpose of these actions is to prevent the construction of the Atlanta Police Public Safety Training Center and a movie studio, all while promoting virulent anarchist ideals. So, let's, you want to get into what some of these virulent anarchist ideals are? Yeah, sure. Okay. Part 1C. (laughs) Subhead. It's already funny. 
anarchy background of defend the Atlanta forest. <laughs> anarchy is a philosophy. Jesus Christ. Anarchy is a, in this essay. I will. When I first saw this, I was like rolling laughing. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. It's like, I did not expect to see this in an actual legal document. It's uh, the dumbest <laughs> thing. Anarchy is a philosophy that is opposed to forms of authority or hierarchy. That's the first sentence. What forms? You're doing just great, kid. Keep going. <laughs> Beginnings. That's what I want to tell the people who wrote this. It's like, yeah, you're doing great, Jimmy. Keep it up. <laughs> Beginnings of anarchist ideals date back centuries. What does that have to do with anything? What like I'm what to... like I'm reading why like, isn't what? It, like why isn't it grammatically correct? Well, yes, that and what is this have, what the hell does that have to do with the with you know with the protests? Like you don't need to say that you don't need to say where and like where Anakin Anderson started his story. That's what I'm saying. What are you doing? It's like they're trying to reach a word count in this essay. I will. Yes, it's terrible. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to fluff it up for the teacher so it passes the word quote. Yeah. <laughs> Beginnings of anarchist ideals date back centuries, though usage of the term, quote, anarchy did not exist until the 1800s. That's not true. Which is also wrong. That's not correct. That is That's just not. I totally skipped over that the first time I read this. Yeah. What the fuck? No, it didn't. Yeah. Again, this is, again, exactly. It's like Chad GPT. It's getting things wrong or, you know, someone just didn't fact check it. Uh, but it, it's it's funny nonetheless. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, how about how about this for some redundancy? Over time, various philosophical forms of anarchy have emerged. Numerous anarchist philosophies exist, though anarchists are not required to subscribe to one particular belief of anarchy. Yeah, yeah that that's what it means by there's multiple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most people uh, various philosophical forms you, you can just call them schools. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are many schools of, of anarchism. Yeah. <sighs> Rather, the notion of anarchy being grounded in an anti-authority mindset primarily targets government because it views government as unnecessarily oppressive. More, more like an anti-authority grind set. Yeah. So. <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> more like... Hold on, I'm writing it down. More like... <laughs> An anti-authority. <laughs> I'm really writing it down. Grind set. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, it's written. It's written so childishly. No, dude. It is. It. It is. It so is. Like. It's... <laughs> Instead of relying on a modicum of government structure, anarchy relies... Okay, put away the thesaurus if you don't know what the words mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anarchy relies on human association instead of government to fulfill all human needs. Well, I, I mean, even the government is a human association. Not only is like... government a human association, but also nobody argues that it should fulfill all human needs. Right, yeah, right. I missed that part. <laughs> oh my god yeah. oh my 
some of the major wow, ideas. I, I, like, did they just not know what they're saying, or was that like a mess? No, they they, they right truly there. have no fucking idea. Like it's yeah, giving me, yeah. it gives me, uh, like uh, I feel like I'm developing a brain bleed. Just like, trying this is to actually, read this. this is an actual legal document. Yes, Someone this actually, is like, an indictment. They are going this. to try and put people in prison for this. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of relying on a modicum. Oh Jesus. They they I can't Okay, what do they even mean by that? Yeah, what, what Did they not like the word any there and they just decided to like what's a word for a small amount or an amount or or something like that? Like what yeah. what yeah. It, it feels like plucking they a word from a thesaurus and you don't know what it means. don't mean the same thing. Right. Like, uh, if you just if you find a synonym that doesn't mean that it's, it has an e- it's equal in definition. Right. Jesus. It carries a valence. Like, words carry valences, yeah. right? So, right. like, yes. I could use the word consequences and the word effects, and they mean yeah. the same thing, but the word consequences yeah. carries a negative valence that makes it yes. feel like something yes. bad is happening as a result, even though it doesn't right. mean that explicitly. And also, it's like a game of telephone. If you keep tracking synonyms down, uh, you, you know what I mean? You eventually... Oh, it's eventually a totally different word. Different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Jesus. Some of the major ideas that anarchists promote... You ready to hear some of our major ideas? Oh, yeah. Some of the major ideas that anarchists promote include collectivism, mutualism slash mutual aid, and so oh, yes, yeah. anarchists are so collectivist, dude. It's like <laughs> mutualism slash mutual aid. And oh, also, social... I want to point out. I just want to point out. Do what? <laughs> I just want to point out for a second. Um, do they mean when they say collectivism? Do they try to? Are they trying to say that like mutual aid is collectivist because it involves a collection of people? Don't worry, because they spent an entire paragraph explaining what they mean by collectivism, and you're gonna love it. Oh, good. (laughs) Because here's the thing: they're writing this like um, they're writing this. It's it's hack writing. It's really hack legal writing because what they're what they're writing is they they make a list, right? They'll make a comma separated list in a paragraph. And then the yeah. next three paragraphs or however many have to be a paragraph about each of those things in the comma separated list. Oh my God. It's very formulaic. It's very hack legal writing. It's not, it, it doesn't make it any easier to follow because none of this shit needs to be defined in this way. Like it's, it's just, right. it feels like it's just trying to fill a word count. It's really bad. Yeah. Also, why am I learning this? Like if, I, if I'm just trying to think of this from like a legal perspective, like why are you telling the me grand this? jury does not need to know any of this to show the connection yeah. between the organization that comes up later in the indictment and defend the, but the, the, the connection is a financial one. That's very clear. And the documents are there. None of this is necessary other than to smear them as anarchists and scare the grand jury. with Right. It. Right, exactly. Yeah. That is the only reason any of this is here. Yeah. Um It's also interesting though if they're trying to scare the grand jury, why are you talking about mutual aid? Uh you know? Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, oh, don't worry, there's like, a whole paragraph on what they think that means too. Oh great, fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's a comma separated list. Collectivism, mutualism yeah. slash mutual aid and social and solidarity. And then yeah. they have a paragraph after each one. It's formula it's a formula, man, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
Um... Uh, okay, collectivism, mutualism slash mutual aid, and social solidarity. And these same ideas are frequently seen in the Defend the Atlanta Forest movement. Oh, how terrible. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> collectivism. In this essay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> collectivism is the idea that individual needs are subordinate to the good of the whole society. Actually, not, that's, not, that's not the worst thing so far. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a fair description of collectivism. Sure. Uh, it's just not a fair attachment to most anarchists. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is, decisions are made based upon what is best for the group, and not necessarily what is best for individuals. In embracing collectivism, individuals are expected to sacrifice personal income, personal liberty, or personal property if it benefits society as a whole. The decision of whether an individual should sacrifice their own individual needs is not made by the individual. Say individual again. I dare you. Um, <laughs> rather, in a true collectivist society, the society as a whole decides whether the individual must forfeit their own needs or property if it is deemed to benefit the society. Say society I again. I fucking dare you. I think this is a good description of collectivism. It's I actually, just don't know what the fuck it has to do with anything in regards first to anything. Of all, first of all, it's not... First of all, it's a good description of um, st- uh, stateless socialism. Yes. Yeah. It's right. not a good description of collectivism as an idea. Oh, yes, right. They're, yeah, you're, you're correct. You're so correct. Because they're describing a very specific type of collectivism. There's right. other types of collectivism that have very different branching, uh, like, conclusions and things like yeah, that. Yeah, this that, isn't describing know, like, collectivist philosophy. This is describing stateless no. socialism. Right. Yes. Um, nevertheless, in, in an ideal collectivist society, individuals already make the decision to donate to the collective without prompting from others. Okay, so that's the, like, this is my, this is the thing. It's like, if you want to say they're socialists, just call them socialists. But you you can't do that because yeah. you're fucking lefties. You're gonna piss off your leftward <laughs> base if you if you smear them as socialists. So you have to call them collectivists. But that's a way more general word than stateless right. socialists. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Here's the mutual aid one. <laughs> Mutual aid is a term popularized by anarchists to describe it. Which anarchist? Which an? Which anarchist? Which anarchist? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like to know. I'd just like to go down and like quiz them. Do like a, a pop quiz real fast. Yeah. About which anarchist coined these terms? <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, the word anarchy only came about in like the 1800s. Didn't you know that? Right. Yeah. It was never used before that. <laughs> Uh, mutual aid is a term popularized by anarchists to describe individuals. Also, what kinds of anarchists? Anyway, uh, to describe individuals. Yeah, before they were just saying. Before they were just talking about how there were a, a wide variety of anarchist philosophies, and now they're just talking about anarchism as like one consolidated thing. Right. Very strange. Very. It's all the same. Um, yeah. Uh, to describe individuals who exchange goods and services to assist other individuals in society without government intervention. Oh, how scary. How horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not only is it horrifying, but that's also more of a description of a market. That's also a market. Yeah, even the description is wrong. Yeah. That's not, like, mutual aid specifically. Um, and there's different types of mutual aid, so I, I have to be careful about, like, you know, how I just define it myself. But 
Specifically, mutual aid is often seen as a more like formal form of you scratch my back, I scratch your right yes that's, that's kind of like the basis of mutual aid like mutual aid societies there were groups of people often like people who were on the lower income end of society who would group together and they would consolidate their resources together um in order to provide services to each other and often they would contract out people like on a market to like assist their their um their like mutual aid society charitable <clears throat> it's like yeah. charitable reciprocity or reciprocal charity yes. Like it's, 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 that's, it's, it's more organized and formalized than trading goods and services. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's just a market, dude. I I like how they put that in there before they were trying to scare, like almost scare people and make them look bad. And they're like, oh yeah, here's this, here's this horrible thing. uh, People helping each other without the government. Exactly. Well, not even just helping each other, but like a garage sale is apparently mutual aid. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm coming out from two. It's like not only, not only is it wrong, but it's not scary, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, closely related to collectivism, mutual aid is not a new term, not. nor is it limited to anarchy. Well, hold on. Okay, yeah, let's okay, take this yeah. one at a time because that's a big sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that is closely related to collectivism. How closely, Ace? Yeah. Um. Well, again, this is why this is why when I ask, hold on, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, we need to restart the contest real quick. Okay. Okay. Welcome back. Um, Yeah. So anyway, that's why I asked earlier if they were when they talked about collectivism before you defined if if they just meant collection of people because if they're just saying like if they're just saying like it's closely related to collectivism. Are they trying to employ, like, are they saying that it's a collection of people? Because mutual aid is not coercive. Mutual aid is, is specifically, definitionally, a voluntary arrangement. Yes. Uh, that's always historically how it's been. Uh, uh, it's how it's been used by anarchists historically. And if they're trying to talk about anarchism historically, then they should get that point right. If, if their definition of collectivism is that the individual is subordinate to the collective, um, well, that's just not true because you can just exit a mutual aid. Exactly. There's nothing holding you in. Uh, there's no, you know, <laughs> you're not married to it. No, like it's you're you you were no. absolutely free to yeah. leave a mutual aid organization. This is the thing yeah. that they and they go on to say mutual aid is not a new term, nor is it limited to anarchy. So it's like, but wait, I thought it was popularized by anarchists, and I thought anarchy only started in 1800. Right. So like, isn't it at at least that new? <laughs> and. At, at, at least popularized by anarchy. I mean, I don't understand what they're trying to say. It's it's they're self contradictory right. in their use of these terms. Yep. Mutual aid is not a new term, yep. nor is it limited to anarchy. Well, I mean, first of all, you were wrong yep. about anarchy being a new term. So, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it, you're so right. It, it's like Chat GPT wrote it, right? Yes. It's like, uh, it's just like a bunch of like errors all over the place that are just not congruent with each other but it sounds um, like a reasonable answer if you were to type into chat dp yeah. gpt um chat gpt describe mutual aid in one paragraph yes and it would look like this it's terrible um yes however the major factor in anarchist mutual aid is the absence of government and the absence of hierarchy Okay, that's I, so. 
I mean, yeah, yes. But also on the first point, I do have I do have a critique of their first point they made there. You don't have the government doesn't have to not exist for there to be no for there to be mutual aid. Oh, of course not. The first like, mutual aid organizations a, in the United States were were under the, the the government certainly existed, and those like organizations were groups of uh, yeah. of immigrants. So, so maybe I'll be maybe I'll be charitable, and they mean that there is no government interaction like the government isn't responsible for the organization maybe sure. that's what they meant and i'm just like being too harsh on them but given their track record i don't think i want to be charitable uh, <laughs> i wonder if the so if the attorney yeah. general of georgia knows what liberty mutual was before it was an insurance company <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, all, yeah. Them talking about like how again they said well it's not exclusive to anarchism. Well, you know that's true. But before, just before they were kind of talking about like how mutual aid was very much like kind of unique. To oh anarchism. yeah, it Maybe was. Not uh, unique, it's a much, term. Uh, they said it's a term popularized by anarchists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> in doing so, anarchists believe that individuals will work together and voluntarily contribute their own resources to ensure that each individual has his own needs met. Yes, people do this every day, actually. Yes, yeah. Uh, I've yeah. actually never been in a community that didn't do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like any community where like we know each other's names and everybody's kind of on a personal basis yeah. with each other, every single one of them does this. Yeah. In fact, I, I will go so far as to say, if this was not the norm, the human species would have died. Oh, oh, very, very long time ago. <laughs> like, yes, a like very at least long by eighteen hundred. And, and they would not be writing the <laughs> shitty paper right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: you said shitty paper, right? It feels like a shitty paper. This is a an indictment. Yeah, I said yes, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly no it's a perfect thing because it feels exactly yeah. like that yeah yeah <laughs> all right now like this is like if the teach if the teacher assigns uh, you to write about anarchism and this was jimmy with uh like two hours left put in the least amount of effort possible and you know just googled whatever uh, <laughs> and just put it on paper yeah exactly uh, just like that Okay, uh, this is the, the social solidarity paragraph is a little more boring, but I do want to read it. Uh, the, the, the paragraph after that is a, is a very fun one. Um, but okay, social solidarity, right? The last thing in that comma separated list that they've now described each individually in its own paragraph. Um, social solidarity is another term that is embraced by anarchists that is tied closely to mutual aid and collectivism. Social solidarity is the idea that individualists can live together without government and can provide for each other. You're just describing that's mutual but also, aid. That's not social solidarity. No, that, social solidarity is emotional. But yeah, it's like an, an orientation, like yes. how someone orients themselves in relation to other people within their within like uh, the society. Yes. It's not, it's, oh, I'm, I'm getting triggered. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> the notion of social solidarity relies heavily on the idea of human altruism. That is, individuals will voluntarily offer goods, services, and resources without anything compelling it. That is, no, oh my god, I, dude, I am going to lose my mind. <laughs> Uh, as I continue this paragraph, what they're doing will become clear. 
but but they I, are I just doing wanna, something I, particular here. I do just want to say for a second though, like uh, the the concept of social solidarity also is not unique to anarchists. No, like um, every single like I I can't think of like a, a like any type of class movement uh, specifically any type any type any single type of like you think any like uh you know um like i don't want to say culture war because that's very like new new age type thing but it, it's uh, like the same type of thing where there's any type of like disruption in society from classes yeah. wanting better standards yes. or things like that uh there's always been a, a strain of like social solidarity that hey if you're if you're in on this you we have each other's back well i mean here's the thing right. they don't describe yeah. it this way but think about like right-wingers like right-wing conservatives yes and the way that they talk about and treat the january 6th defendants yes yeah exactly Yes, that is that is that is one hundred percent the same principle. They don't use yes. the term social solidarity because it's a left wing term, but they right, they're, but they're doing the same something thing. More universal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't think. It's harder to think, uh, like, of a time. Uh, it, it's hard to think of a time when that wasn't when social solidarity was not a case in any type of social strife. Uh, right. any type of like class movement of social strife you know whenever some type of people in society thought that hey as a class of people were not being treated well people oftentimes people in this class would organize uh, to you know petition for better standards or whatever um and one of the big things one of the big norms that gets generated from this type of behavior is that look um uh, i have your back if you have my back and we're not going to throw one each other under the bus for it yeah for anything right that's that's just a standard norm that is generated whenever there is any type of class strife in any society that is just i yeah so yeah that's my rant on that <laughs> yeah no you're absolutely right but what they're doing will become clear because they're doing something very well i'm sure they think it's very clever they're they're using this term social solidarity for a purpose, and it will it should it should sort of clarify. I I think I see where they're going. I think I know what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Um. Individuals with voluntary life or good services are but compelling. Anarchists often shorten the term social solidarity simply into the term solidarity, and it is frequently woven into speeches, statements, and writings of anarchists. Man, do you know how many leftists who are not anarchists use solidarity? <laughs> like, I'm just, I just want to point that out. That's what they're doing, though. <laughs> yes. Is yes, they're I trying know, yeah. to make that connection between the word solidarity, this concept they've just invented called social solidarity, invented in the way they've described it, called social solidarity, yeah. tying it back to mutual aid, tying all that back to anarchism. The, right. The transfer of funds or you know goods uh, yeah. non-coercively sure uh yeah and giving yeah. people money just because they're doing over. something you agree with yep yeah so like maybe the basis for a rico case yeah <laughs> um in addition to the term solidarity and other anarchist terms anarchist solidarity is not an anarchist term solidarity is a it's a left-wing not term a, i'll grant but yeah I mean, it's mostly used by people on the left wing, but everybody practices it in, yeah. like, in, right. in yes. reality. Yes. Yeah. Anarchists often weave the term mutual aid and collective into their jargon and writings. So, like, if you use the term collective well-being, you're an anarchist, apparently. 
Yeah. And you're also, I guess, a collectivist, too, which I would not think that I, I don't think that's a necessary connection. Yeah, it's almost like, like one of those is not you can be concerned with human well-being, the collection yes. of humanity and not be a collectivist. So that seems like they're just like, <laughs> man, that is. <laughs> yeah, that is some sophistry right there. It's that bad. Is impressive. It's really, really bad. Um, but here's one that you're really going to like. And again, this is another one of those situations where it's like, what the fuck is the grammar here? And why didn't you rewrite uh-huh. this sentence at least once? <laughs> Violence is part of the anarchism in some anarchist beliefs. <laughs> Violence is part of the anarchist. <laughs> I think what they're trying to say is that violence is part of some anarchists' uh, praxis, right? What they're trying to say is that, like, it's part of the anarchism, right? But it ends up it ends up reading as it's part of the anarchism. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Wait, wait till I tell them about the state, dude. <laughs> they're in for a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> gonna blow their socks off oh shit you're right <laughs> uh, violence is a part of the anarchism that's why we want to lock all these people in a prison cell and kill them if they resist well hold on a second ace you're doing the thing let me read the oh, next right. sentence yes. yeah. let me read oh, the very okay. next yeah, sentence yeah. Viewing their own violent acts as political violence, violent anarchists attempt to frame the government as violent oppressionists, thereby justifying (laughs) the anarchists' own violence. Well, that was probably the, I mean, that was the first true thing they said, or kind of true thing they said right there. Yeah, it's kind of the whole point of anarchist rhetoric, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) They're not wrong. I mean, here's the uh, thing, though. The, the the presumption here, of course, is that um, the presumption here, of course, is that in framing right the description of the government yeah. that way, we're also lying. But um, right, yeah, we're not. We're, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's like it's like oh, you don't think the state is is, is violent? Try telling a cop no when he Absolutely. tells you to stop. Well, no, just stop. Or just stop. Yeah. No, just stop. Just stop. Just don't. Just yeah. don't. T- just don't tell the cop. No, just stop. See, that's what the right. The it's AG. Not violent if you just do whatever, whatever they say. Sure. Yeah. The AG's just gonna yeah. say, "Hey, just stop." I mean, if you just stop, yeah. the cop wouldn't have to kill you. Clearly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you walking, you moving your muscles, you know, away from the cop. That's violence. Oh you know, yeah, obviously. that's the violence. That's, that's the, yeah. <laughs> Uh, indeed the belief is that the government is engaging in a form of violence by denying individuals basic (laughs) needs through capitalism government action and law enforcement by police (laughs) oh my god look I'm gonna say not quite it's not that far off they're really describing left wingers but it's it's I'm gonna say not quite (laughs) I mean, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, uh, it, but their their idea. It's just so funny that they're going to try to make the case that yeah, these people are crazy. They think the government is violent. Yeah, uh, it's, they think the government <laughs> violates people's basic. They think the government the the government denies people's basic needs. Well, here's the problem with that though. Like, the anarchist isn't arguing that the government should provide the basic needs. Right. 
It's not about the basic needs. It's about the fact that the government is fucking with people. It's about the fact that the government impinges on their rights as human beings. That's the problem. And I think left, I think whether it's, whether they think it's, it's, you know, the corporate capitalist structure or whether they think it's law enforcement or whatever. Um, that's the issue is that it fucks with human rights. It's not because, you know, I would say left and white and left and right agree on that. Yes. I, I, I think, yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean some, they have some like egoists who aren't don't play the rights game, but they're very like a small minority com- relatively yes, compared yes. to like broad scope of anarchists. Absolutely, so, yeah, I generally yeah. speaking, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, yes, you're you're right. The egoists the egoists don't generally use those justifications, but but I would say broadly in a, in a broad sense. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Okay, anarchists often point to law enforcement as one of the chief violent actors, and they accuse the government of using law enforcement to oppress societal change. And they view the run on sentence, and they view the structure of government as inherently oppressive and violent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes to all. Yes to all. Like, I, I want to. I want to just like obviously like attend, like uh, grab the low hanging fruit here. Oh, but yeah. There's so many instances that I could uh, bring up that are just uh, show that that's an absurd uh, sentence. Uh, oh, that yeah. I feel like I'd be just leaving out so many others. So I'm really at a loss. Well, I mean, here's point. the thing. Like, like, Anarchists often point to law enforcement as one of the chief violent actors. Yeah. 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 They are. Yep. Yeah. It's because they are. Uh, And they accuse the government of using law enforcement to oppress societal change. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And they view the structure of government as inherently oppressive and violent. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because it is. Yeah. They're like, please don't look behind the curtain and see our cops, you know, uh, uh, hosing black people. uh, (laughs) Peaceful (laughs) protests. That's the thing. Or, or just shooting them. It's in uh, fucking just Georgia. In the, yeah, or I mean, just, do you or just expect, shooting do you, them. <laughs> yeah. Do you expect group of people in Georgia not to remember those times? Yeah. Dude, I, I am really... If they, so I assume the jury will have to read this, right? They'll have to read the indictment. Uh, this is what the jury oh. signed as as the true bill. Like, this is the, this is the indictment the, itself. The indictment comes from the grand jury. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is the, this is what they, what they do is they take an information, right? They, they, they file the information and they take that to the grand jury with their evidence. And then they show the grand jury, the charges and the evidence and the grand jury decides if there's probable cause. And so then the grand jury will sign a true bill. Um, and that's the, and the indictment and this is the indictment. Right. Okay. So I, I'm very interested to see how this is going to actually play. That how this would play, like in, as you said, in Georgia, uh, to a to, to a regular jury, not a grand jury. Because one of the things people don't right. really understand about grand juries is that there's a lot of retirees, but it's also a lot of like retired law enforcement and and people like oh, that right. are on grand juries. Yeah, I, assuming it's a, just a normal jury. Uh, assuming that it, it was right. just like a normal jury. That's and, the thing yeah, is that's that's where you run into problems with shit like this. Is because you right. can't just play to the fact that six of your grand jury members are cops. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, right. Um, uh, they they view the structure of government as inherently oppressive and violent. It, it is. Um, yep. as as a result, violent anarchists often engage in violent activity towards law enforcement. I yeah, I would say violent uh, anarchists do that. Yeah, yeah, 
Sure. Um, and it is justified because the of the. By the way, they didn't say and they think it is justified. They said and it is justified. Yeah. It's a Freudian slip. Yeah. Uh, Truth wants to come out out of, out of left field. <laughs> It is justified because of the anarchist belief that the ends justify the anarchist means. No, no, that's not what, no, no, that's not why it's justified. It's, jeez. I knew that was no, going like, to get you. I knew that was going to get you. Like, no, that's not why it's justified. Oh, they even, look, dude, dude, I'm losing my mind here. They even made the case. They made the case prior to it why it would be justified from the anarchist perspective, right? They yes. they made an argument why it would be justified from the anarchist they perspective, absolutely and did. then they and then they fumbled it in the ninth inning. I mean, that's two different sports, but yeah. Yes, that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, because I mean, the, the anarchists believe that the ends justify the anarchists. First of all, the anarchist means, but also <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. I mean, it's not even it's 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 not ends, the, the idea of when people say the ends justify the means 99 percent of time, they are always talking about uh, um uh, like a good end, uh, but using a bad means to get there. Yes, you know that's almost that is almost always how that term is used. But given that they just made the argument that the anarchists believe that the state is immoral and that it would be justified to resist them, it wouldn't be a moral means. They would not be using no. a moral means. So there's no reason to use the statement. No, there's uh, no. Re- not only is there no reason to use the statement, but it's also. It's also I'm, look. I'm sure the look. There's a lot of left anarchists who sort of adopt the um, by any means necessary sort of mentality, sure. old school Black Panther shit and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of left anarchists who adopt a lot of yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, it is it, it is by no means universal that anarchists right. believe the ends justify the means. Uh, yeah, right. But also, even if uh, even speaking to those people, those people don't think their means are bad in the first place. Right. right. Uh, I may think that they are. In but fact, they, they just don't. make so the case can... for why they're not. Right. Exactly. So, and so it's one of those. It. it, it, it um. The, not only that, but also, an anarchist would frame using violent action against the state as an act of self-defense. Yes. Like there's no like it's it's I I'm not the violent actor. This person right. is. Yeah. I'm burning his cop car because he's the violent actor. Right. Right? Which you yes. can call tenuous, sure. But mm-hmm. that's the justification. It's not because the ends justify the means. Right. <laughs> Jesus. A local anarchist supporting the Stop Cop City movement recently wrote as such, colon... I, sorry, I have I have one more thing uh, to say about that, um, if I may. Um, uh, I, I want to just ask, like, the prosecutors, like, oh, so you try to lock these up because you think the ends justify the means? Because you can just use that statement for everything. Yeah, right. You know, if they're trying to use that statement as, like, a scare tactic, you can just say that about every single thing. Well, of course, um, that's why they, Oh, they did said- you drink water? Because you thought the ends justified the means? Did you uh, go out walking because you thought the ends justified the means? You know? Well, it's why it's like they, a nothing well, I mean, that's why really. they called it the anarchist means. Yeah. Right. 
They, because they want to, they want to, they want to give that impression. Yeah. Uh, uh, local anarchist uh, recently wrote as such. And this is, uh, I, I, you know, I actually do kind of want to read this because it's an interesting kind of look into the into what was going on or what has been going on. Um, sure. Uh, the movement's militant direct action, direct action, land occupation, and sabotage of construction machinery have not only kept the struggle alive but shifted the Overton window when it comes to how even nonprofits are willing to engage the struggle. When asked about the sabotage of construction and police machinery, the referendum campaign, notably headed by nonprofits and electoral organizers, has continuously reiterated its support for a diversity of tactics and a stark departure from many nonprofits' more risk-averse approach to political action. Through a combination of tactics, the Stop Cop City has, uh, has built a united front against Cop City that is willing to fight by any means necessary. Again, that, calling back to the Malcolm X and all, all the, the Black Panther stuff and all that, right? Um, very, very common for left anarchists. Very common. Yeah. That's, it's, the, the, I mean, that's what they consider to be their ideological forebears. Um, just as with tactics that directly engage the system, much of the militant direct action has also heightened contradictions and exposed hypocrisies, thrusting fundamental questions into public consciousness. Are we more concerned about the violence of destroying construction machinery and police property, or about the violence of capitalist exploitation, environmental devastation, and police murder? Only one of those I care about, but thanks, bud. Um, <laughs> what do we do when it's liberal Democrats rather than Republicans who are leading the efforts to destroy an urban forest, suppress residents' right to vote, and expand the police state? Do we truly believe that Cop City is a matter of life and death? And if we do, what are we willing to do to stop it? Wait, are they trying to frame that as that there's a contradiction? There? Well, no, they're trying to frame that as uh, militant, frightening, ends justify the means rhetoric. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I misheard something. Then, okay, yeah, yeah. That's what they're. That's that's how they're trying to frame that quote. Which I will say, it is. It is ends just for the means rhetoric, but that's you know part and parcel of a lot of left anarchism. Sure, they see those kind of old school Black Panther like uh, tactics as part of their part of their intellectual identity, and that's. I mean, I don't. I don't begrudge them that. I think it probably is. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um. As noted by the anarchist above, the militant anarchists engage in violence to bring attention to their own political goals and their perceived government violence. Hmm? This is just so funny, uh, like a state official talking about, or a, a document from the state talking about this. Yes! <laughs> like, it's just like, uh, it's low-hanging fruit, but man, is it fun to grab. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just... But political violence is not simply a philosophy. It's not a philosophy at all. What are you fucking talking about? No. Um, defend the Atlanta forest has put the philosophy into action. Political violence is definitionally action, not philosophy. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. It's praxis. That's what this whole thing is based on. You're fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, in one example, a known Defend the Atlanta Forest arsonist was recorded complaining that there were not enough violent members in protests at, against the training center. Yeah, I could see myself bitching about that if I were a guy who was out there burning cop cars. It's like, why aren't you motherfuckers doing this too? I'm the one put my ass on the line? You fucking assholes. Uh, okay, here we go. Now, let me ask you this, Ace. How... How is it that the intellectual contagion that is this scary and violent anarchism spreads from one individual to another. 
Oh, well, it has to be some form of, like, mind control, right? Like, some <laughs> like, pathogen, right? Yes! Um, it's a virus, like, clearly. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's like when, uh, you know, um, everyone said that well, you pl- first you play D&D and then you become a Satanist and stuff like right. that. Right, yes. Like Satan takes over control of your mind and then you're doing his bidding. I assume it's like that, right? Of course. It's got to be like that, right? It's like, you know, uh, so someone sees like a black flag and it's like the meme where the mother's like, oh no, Timmy, don't look. And it's like, it's too late, mother. I've seen everything. It's too late, mother. I've read Kabukin. Malicious forces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will conquest the bread now, mother. <laughs> it's too late, mother. I'm uh, conquesting bread. Uh, uh, um, it, it's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's obviously, you know, uh, some form of social contagion where uh, where these malicious actors obviously um, turn people uh, into, you know, uh, Card-carrying anarchists who have bow ties and read books and burn cop cars. <laughs> uh, that's the trajectory of one's life. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, Hold on a second. You're going to want to drop out and come back because you're breaking it, it, up. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bow ties. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a big problem. Everyone knows it. Uh, (laughs) okay well it keeps happening more and more I gotta tell you it's a little simpler than that and we have another comma separated list (laughs) alright the spread of anarchist ideas is conducted through word of mouth internet and written form wow (laughs) that's wild The anarchists are so innovative, dude. Like no one else has thought of that before. Are you telling it's, me? It's, they're the first. Are you telling me these anarchists talk and read? <laughs> they they engage in uh, communication. <laughs> that's all. That's all they had to say. The spread of anarchist ideas is conducted through communication in various forms, dude. Dude, <laughs> communication. What is that like? Commune? What is that like? Communism? Collectivism? Oh, See, that's how that's perfect. what they're doing. They should have done that. They should have written <laughs> yeah. that in. It pro- it's actually better than their earlier attempts. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Oh, it is, man. Uh, like, uh, that is very novel like as i said no one's ever tried that before and you know that's obviously why the anarchists are winning uh uh because we you know we are doing something no one else is doing which is uh talking to people yes speaking with other human beings yeah yeah that's that's why it's spread (laughs) speaking with with, speaking to other human beings through whatever means available (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) yeah um, as opposed to believe people who support the state, where they're just like born with those ideas in their head. Yes, like they're they're uh, for the baby's first word is uh, yes, please, da- please, daddy, state tax me more. Yes, exactly. They're yes, they're born with them. They're they yeah. they certainly never had those ideas communicated to them in any way. No, no, no. no. And and political ideology, by the way, political ideology which nobody has but anarchists. <laughs> yeah. Political ideology 
It only lives in one place. It primarily lives in yeah. one place. All right? And let's see where that is. As with any political ideology, the promotion of anarchist ideas exists and is spread on the internet. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, it's true. Technically. I, yeah. But I'd say more people come to anarchism through reading a book. Just reading a book. I, uh, I, yeah, I book. agree. I, yes, I agree with that. I also think uh, Emma Goldman's old saying, uh, which is that uh, cops create more anarchists than anarchists ever could, is true. Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. So I actually think that, you know, uh, they, they're actually kind of wrong even in that, which is funny. Yes, um, it is. Yeah, no. Um, for sure, you know, uh, yeah. The internet, it's obviously, you know, uh, it's one of those things where it's like they're saying a factual statement, but it's it's covered in so much like bullshit where it's like, oh, so, yeah, it, this is true, but you're making it seem like this is unique uh, and you're trying to, like, frame anarchists or like we're we're exploiting this means that no one else is exactly. in order to, uh, you know, yeah. promulgate well, here's the mind thing. virus. <clears throat> here's the this. thing. I, I, I want to I read this sentence and then I want to reread the sentence, but as should have been written. Okay, as yeah. with any political ideology, the promotion of anarchist ideas exists and is spread on the Internet. Okay, now, better version. As with any political ideology, anarchist ideas are promoted and spread on the Internet. Yeah, there you go. That completely fixed it. Yeah, it made that sentence actually make sense. Right. They didn't. Nobody fucking edited this thing. Nobody did a fucking edit pass. No. Jesus. Okay. Additionally, as noted later in this indictment, defend the Atlanta Forest anarchists target and recruit individuals with a certain personal profile. Once these individuals have been recruited, members of Defend the Atlanta Forest also promote anarchist ideas through written documents and word of mouth. A oh, lead no. Yeah, I know. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Hold on, here's a here's a fucking a throwback that's coming up. A leading anarchist member of Defend the Atlanta Forest wrote that they recruit and, quote, radicalize liberals by providing subversive uh, narrative without encouraging state solutions. Other written documents... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the throwback. Other written documents, known colloquially as zines, promote anarchist ideas. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, I'm sure there's still some old heads out there making zines, but um yeah. nobody fucking does that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like zines. I think they're super cool, but like nobody makes them anymore. So I, I just reminded the meme with like you know the 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 crack addict is like, and any y'all got any of them zines? <laughs> just scratching. <laughs> Colloquially known as zines. God, it's like wow. being back in the nineties, dude. It's so fucking nice. I haven't heard that word in like I, I don't know twenty years. I know. It's like there's there's very few of them exist anymore. Very few of them exist anymore. They're they're and, and they're super cool. They're a super cool part of like punk culture and stuff. But they're they're pretty yeah. much gone. Um. So yeah, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of promotion of anarchist ideas going on in the zines that everybody's out here reading. Um. <laughs> 
anarchist documents located with the Defend the Atlanta Forest Group decry capitalism in any form, condemn government, and cast all law enforcement as violent murderers. Well, maybe stop murdering people violently. Um, <laughs> the documents subsequently often conclude... Stop. Put the thesaurus away. The documents subsequently often conclude that the remedy for the perceived... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that is, that's triggering to me. <laughs> it's really bad, huh? <laughs> that the remedy for the perceived repression conducted by government is to do acts of violence. Well, I mean, in some cases it is. Look at Andrew Coffey the Fourth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> Okay, here we go. The, the anarchist zines have been located throughout the forested areas occupied by the so-called forest defenders, in addition to other locations where anarchists are known to be. Anarchists are druids. <laughs> it is true. It's like, it's, yeah, people leave them around like chick tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm still kind of on the zine thing. Like, it's such a weird throwback to be in here. Like, I'm, I'm sure they've got somebody in that group who makes a zine, but it's like, does anybody seriously like think the zines are a force anymore? I'm, I'm just, just I, I just get it. Do what? <laughs> crying in the club with my bow tie on reading my zine like... <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness uh, and here's where they really start making their case right so this is where it kind of gets boring in addition to handing out documents individuals who join defend the Atlanta forest are offered financial personal and emotional support to remain loyal to the movement um, indeed, if the forest defenders are provided with monetary, emotional, and personal support during their occupation of the forest, during their incarceration, and after their incarceration, uh, I'm sorry, there's no if in there. Indeed, the forest defenders are provided with monetary, emotional, yada, yada. Um, the discussions of support often refer to providing mutual aid and solidarity. In addition to providing money and emotional support, there's preparation for arrest. Most forest defenders are aware they're preparing to break the law, and this is demonstrated by premeditation of attacks. Preparation efforts include efforts to avoid detection, plans to disguise their identity, and preparation in case of arrest despite efforts to avoid capture. Preparation includes, but is not limited to, here's a good idea, guys, listen up, disguising their face, it's a checklist, bringing changes of clothing to blend in after a crime is committed, hiding in crowds, social stealth, like Assassin's Creed, <laughs> using technology avoidance devices such as Faraday bags and burner phones and memorizing or writing the Atlanta Solidarity Fund's phone number on their body in case of arrest. Thanks for the thanks for the tips, homie. Yeah, exactly. Those are actually all very good ideas. Um, yeah. <laughs> shortly afterward, in an effort to delegitimize the facts as relayed by law enforcement and to keep the loyalty of the forest defender defendants the forest defendants. Do you think you're clever? They call themselves the forest defenders, and the That's indictment cringe. calls them the forest defendants. Is that a mistake, or are you trying to be clever? Because it actually Dude, is a I, little bit clever, but no, it's not. I don't want to give them. I don't. It sucks. I, yeah. <laughs> 
I know it's cringe to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a pun. I gotta say, I, 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 sure. it just sucks that it's in this document. Um, members of Defend the Atlanta Forest often contact news media and flood social media with claims that their unlawful actions are protected by the First Amendment. So they're setting this up, by the way, because many of the things that they say are, um, there's a, there's a section of this, and I don't think I'm gonna, I'm not gonna read any of it, but, but there's a section of this where it just lists things that some of the people involved in, that some of the defendants did, like giving each other money, or, um, like, a lot of it is, uh, this organization reimbursed this protester for a generator that they took out to the campsite and set up and and they got the reimbursement from the the NGO the 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 501c3 that was that's part of this Rico case they got reimbursed for that generator because you know they got reimbursed for it. the 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 501c3 was supporting the protest and so um it's just a list of acts like that and they say that these are all overt acts in furtherance of, a, of the conspiracy. And that's what you have to do to prove conspiracies. You have to right. have overt acts in furtherance of the conspiracy. That's the terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is you're allowed to reimburse somebody for a generator. That's, there's nothing isn't wrong there, with isn't that. Isn't that kind of a circular definition, though? Like... Uh... Like, in order to prove the conspiracy, you have to find instances of them furthering the conspiracy. Yes. Kind of assuming. It is, but the, the, what they usually don't do is refer to protected activity as overt ah. acts in furtherance of the conspiracy. Like, stuff that's right, totally right. legal to do. Uh-huh, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Usually they would refer to something like, you know, um, <clears throat> like, let's say that if, if I handed you, let's say that I hand you half a kilo of cocaine... And I've got another half a kilo of cocaine and you and I are going to walk through the airport and bring it into the country. Okay. If I hand you half a kilo, that was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy, but it's also illegal for me to hand you half a kilo of cocaine. Right. It's also a good time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, but that's the kind of thing that they would refer to and your agreement to carry it for me, knowing what it was, that's an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy from your side. Right. So they but can reimbursing prove, someone for a generator. That's not. It's totally illegal. legal. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. What they're effectively doing. This is one of the things they're doing. This is one of the problems with this case. And I wasn't going to get here yet, but I'm now I'm fucking here. So one of the things that they're doing and attacking this uh, 501c3 that was reimbursing these uh, protesters. And there's a fucking lot of them. It's it's there is ultimately it's it's all in onesies and twosies. It's like sixty bucks at a time, a thousand bucks to a couple of people, you know, stuff like that. But uh, it's just all these transactions that came from this 501c3 reimbursing protesters for their uh, for things they had to buy to keep the protest going okay all of that stuff there all right all they're trying to do is make the case that if a 501c3 gives money to someone who uh, has committed is committing or is accused of committing a crime then that 501c3 is a is a conspirator in that crime (laughs) and this is the problem with that ultimately if that is allowed to stand bail funds are going to be attacked. Oh, oh, dude, I didn't even consider that. That's crazy. Yeah. And they right. talk about it in specific in this indictment. In fact, I'll get to that. Let's just well, go do back they to reference it. bailing people out. Is that, is that actually referenced? Yeah, I highlighted it a lot. Let me find it. Oh, my God. Okay. Let me find. 
here uh let's 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 do this section and then we'll get to that okay so um mm-hmm. yeah uh part g defend the atlanta forest overview there's a there's a first paragraph and then the second paragraph, defend the Atlanta forest is made up of three primary ideologies. The first ideology is an anti-law enforcement ideology that attempts to push a narrative that all police are violent, militant individuals that frequently use excessive force and violence against innocent citizens. They do and are. Yeah. Uh, the goal of this ideology is the elimination of police forces in their entirety. Yeah. Yeah. The second ideology is protection of the environment at all costs. I mean, I, I guess good for... I don't care about the environment. I, I just don't. This ideology promotes the belief that the environment has the same rights as humans. I don't think they actually think that. Um, and yeah, therefore, I, violence is acceptable to defend the environment. I don't think that actually is a good restatement of their position. Mm-hmm. I think if you ask them if a tree had human rights, they would probably say no, right? Right. Um... The Defend the Atlanta Forest Organization has acknowledged that they embrace this extremist ideology. This is demonstrated by the group's justification of shooting a Georgia state trooper. Uh, Tortuguita died trying to kill a cop in defense of the Wallany Forest. That's in quotes there. By the way, Tortuguita was killed um, <clears throat> defending himself from that Georgia state trooper. At least that's the claim yes. that people make. Um, so, yeah, the, the shooting of a Georgia state trooper who was shooting at him. Uh <laughs> The third ideology is an anarchist ideology. Here we go. As a result of all three ideologies joining forces, like fucking Captain Planet, I guess, the group has been able to quickly recruit nationwide support of extremists, including out-of-state extremists that have traveled to Georgia. Many of these extremists embrace violence and anarchy, and they use the forest as a guise for their violent agenda. (laughs) I speak for the trees! (laughs) Oh, here's some good shit, too. Uh, Defend the Atlanta Forest frequently uses symbols associated with anarchist movements to include, to include, but not, oh, boy, you motherfuckers just doing that at pass. (sighs) To include, but not limited to. I think they mean including, but not limited to. Uh, The capital letter A surrounded by a circle. Wow, daring today, aren't we? (laughs) A raised clenched fist. Okay, yeah. Antifa flags and symbols associated with anti-fascist movements. Okay. Graffiti, which includes these symbols. Oh, no. As well as... I don't know. (laughs) As well as defend the Atlanta forest. Defend the Atlanta forest. Why is that there twice? As well as, quote, defend the Atlanta forest, comma, Quote, defend the Atlanta forest, comma. That's just the two oh, same no. things in the list. Oh, no. <laughs> I totally skipped over that when I first read this. Um, stop cop city. Kill cops. All cops are bastards. A-C-A-B. Yeah. And 1312, the numerical equivalent of A-C-A-B. Yeah. Oh, well, no, that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that is so funny. They go on to talk specifically about a guy who made a video, like one guy who made a video about defending the Atlanta forest and like him talking about like their tactics and things like that. Um, and then, uh, we get to part H defend the Atlanta forest funding. The group is supported by three individuals that live at an address in Atlanta, um, the three individuals use the address in Atlanta as a primary residence, and all three work to support defend the Atlanta forest. Um, the first individual, I'm not going to read the names. <clears throat> um, 
Uh, first individual is a lifelong community activist that controls and operates the Network for Strong Communities in Atlanta, which is a nonprofit registered as a 501c3 and serves as a partial financial backing for Defend the Atlanta Forest. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Network for Strong Communities portrays itself as providing community support in five different areas. The five areas are food access, mutual aid, bail fund, police accountability, and leadership development. For food access, again, this is another comma-separated list with fucking, now we have to go through each thing that you comma-separated and define it. Um, for food access, the Network for Strong Communities operates a group known as Food for Life. Food for Life supports, uh, purports to raise money to purchase and distribute food to areas and communities that are in need of food. Sure. Why is that in here? Um, for mutual aid, <laughs> for mutual aid, there is not a known separate established group for mutual aid. Okay, why is it yeah. in here then? Um, for right. police accountability, the Network for Strong, op- for Strong Communities operates CopWatch, which is a closely affiliated group that brings attention to police misconduct. If yeah, I'm not mistaken... Organization. Yeah, <laughs> right? But also, I thought CopWatch was a national org. I thought so too. I didn't think it was just this one thing. I don't think it's just this one thing. Maybe they have an affiliate? At least I know... I- yeah, at least I thought they report on cops all over the country. It's not just in a specific location. Maybe it's two different things. Maybe they have their own little thing called Cop Watch, and it's not really affiliated with the the other thing Maybe. that we know about. Maybe that's possible, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, which is a loosely affiliated group that brings attention to police misconduct. Finally, as for a bail fund... The Network for Strong Communities operates the Atlanta Solidarity Fund. Now you see where all the terms are coming back. All those terms, they spent all that stupid time describing like retards. It's all coming (laughs) back now so they can go through the list of things on the Network for Strong Communities website and say that they have all of them. Um, okay, here's a, here it is. This is the, this is, um, this is going to piss you off probably as much as it pissed me off. All right? Yeah. Notably. According to the uh, yes, according to the website for the Network for Strong Communities, the Atlanta Solidarity Fund is not primarily designed as a bail fund to pay for the bonds of indigent inmates that cannot afford bond. Rather, the Atlanta Solidarity Fund's primary purpose is to quote provide support for people who get arrested at protests or otherwise prosecuted for their movement involvement. A recent example includes posting a $392,000 cash bond for a defendant charged with domestic terrorism while indigent defendants remained incarcerated as pretrial detainees. So they are saying that the fact that this bail fund isn't giving money to indigent detainees somehow makes them bad people? And even if that is their claim, where's the illegality? Oh, yeah, no, there's, there's not any. Right. So, uh, I mean, no, look, they're saying is, this is a bail fund for people who get arrested for activities yeah. related to being politically aligned with us. I don't have a problem with that. No. Simply being a bail fund doesn't mean you have to give money to any no. poor sap who needs bail. Yeah, the, why is the bail even an option if you're going to take an issue with it in the first place? You right. know, unless this is a coordinated attack to also attack bail uh, at the same time, which I'm sure it that's is. what makes me think um, this, dude. Because there, there, there's no fucking reason to say this. There's yeah. no fucking reason to even bring up the bail fund. 
Because they're also using the system as it's designed, Dean. That's why they're a conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's a conspiracy. And then they go on to say, this did not leave that bank account without funds, however. The Atlanta Solidarity Fund simply chooses to only bond out certain individuals with certain belief structures. Yeah. Okay. They're, bonding, they're, they're bailing out their people. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, okay, and. <laughs> like, uh, I'm expecting an and uh, accompanying this. There's no there's and. It want... makes them bad people because there are poor people in jail who can't afford bond, and they're only bailing out their friends. Yeah. And who put them there, I wonder? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who put those people there? Why is it, why is it this organization's <sighs> job to bail out the people you're keeping behind bars, and you know they can't yes. pay bail? Right. You know they can't afford their bond, or you wouldn't like be saying absolute, it in this indictment. The absolute gall to say that, oh, well, they're bad people because they're not bailing out everyone that we put in prison. Exactly! <laughs> oh. And who we know for a fact are too poor to afford their bond. Yes. Or jail, you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, oh you're right. God. It's it's fine, it's fine. Dude. Yeah! Yeah, it's fucking disgusting, oh my dude. My God. And yeah, they're only bailing out their friends. They're bailing out the people that agree with them politically. They're bailing out the people who got sent to jail for activities related to the fact that they agree with them politically. That's a, that's fine. That's good. I, I wonder if... I, I wonder if they're going to be like, oh, you only vote for the people you agree with, and you don't vote for people you exactly. don't agree with. Well, conspiracy theorists. Oh, look, the, the other guy is a perfectly smart and, and intelligent guy, and you didn't vote for him. Well, no, because I don't agree with him yeah. politically. Right. Yeah. God, oh. this, this the, the level of anger, dude, when I read this paragraph. Because they're trying to, they are trying to paint them as bad guys because they don't give their money to every poor fuck in jail. They only give it to the people who get arrested as, as it relates to uh, protesting or other activities that are aligned with their political interest. And, and that yeah. somehow is supposed to make them bad guys. That somehow is supposed to make them look like conspirators right. in a criminal enterprise because they don't give their money to any poor fuck who's in jail. I wonder if they realize that there's this thing called scarcity, and sometimes you're not able to help every single person, and you have to make decisions like that? Well, Ace, I hate to break it to you, but this is a government uh, prosecutor's office. They're unfamiliar with the concept. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I, I am just, I, that just, that made me so fucking mad, dude. And running a bail fund now, what they're effectively saying with this, what this is effectively attempting to do is make it uh, look like running a bail fund makes you a co-conspirator to criminal activity. Right. And uh, yeah, if you so if you bail out like your friend or your family member, uh, do they have a problem with that? It, I don't see that as, you know, uh, principally different. You didn't give the money. Uh, there were several indigent people in jail who couldn't afford bail and you gave your money to your mom. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to frame it as if that makes them co-conspirators. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, Man, I hope their case gets obliterated. Uh, it's not good. Re- reading this indictment, the case isn't good. Because all their yeah. evidence against this nonprofit is um, related to uh, 
reimbursing people for like camping supplies. Yeah, that is pathetic. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good. And a lot of their yeah. evidence is um the guy that runs the nonprofit also ran a blog where he like covered a lot of the uh protests and stuff like that and like encouraged violent action and all this other stuff and it's just like right. um yeah, I mean if you want to go after him specifically under a Brandenburg standard for incitement, you could do that. But that mm-hmm. doesn't prove that this um nonprofit is committing money laundering to fund criminal activity. That's what they're alleging. Right. Right. That doesn't prove that. Like no. if you want to take that one guy in under under the theory that he has incited violence with his blog, I mean you could do that. Mhm. Not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong. You could do it. But what yeah, I but don't legally exactly school law does exist. Exactly. There's more of a legal case for that, whereas this is just flimsy. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, the thing yeah. goes uh, since 2021. This is the core of their case. Since 2021, the Network for Strong Communities has operated bank accounts that support the occupation of defending Atlanta forests and promote anarchist ideas. The various accounts are controlled by names. And money has been moved via various banks. At times, the various bank accounts supporting the occupation of the forest has had millions of dollars, though the number has dropped at times due to prolific spending by the Network for Strong Communities. Seed money for the Network for Strong Communities was received from a larger political organization, which remains unnamed in the indictment. I'd be curious to know who the seed money came from and why they're not attached as co-conspirators. A larger political organization, like maybe one that might have helped the AG get elected? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Like maybe? Like maybe Mm -hmm. it could be the Democratic Party of Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but it's interesting the, how uh, quick they are to name names, but they won't name uh, they, when they specifically exclude. Yeah, as name, soon as it sounds like there's a pretty big fish who should be a co-conspirator mm-hmm. on this thing, they seeded this whole 501c3. Are they conspiring with this organization, perhaps? Oh, it's uh, possible. It's possible. Um, but the significant majority of funds come from public donation and public and political donations. So I have no idea what the larger political organization is. I don't know. I'm just saying, like... Yeah. It, like, why not name it in this indictment? Why right. not tack it on as a co-conspirator? They established the 501c3. Yeah. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> it's right there. You're okay attaching every Tom, Dick, and Harry who got a thousand bucks from this fund to, re- to re- reimburse them for the generator yeah. they bought for the campsite. You're fine with that. Why not the people who started this fucking organization? Right. But no. Yeah. Totally unnamed. Larger political organization. Mm. Jesus Christ. How convenient. Yeah. That pissed me off, too. Um, that's, I think, the last interesting part. Oh, here's one. Oh, they go back. Um, uh, in part K, propaganda and recruitment. Um, 
Defend the Atlanta Force uses websites, social media, and statements to traditional media to sow disinformation and propaganda to promote its external extremist political agenda, legitimize its behavior, and recruit new members. This is a traditional activity of anarchist organizations. To assist its members in traditional anarchism, <laughs> to assist its members in promoting disinformation, Defend the Atlanta Force uses written anarchist pamphlets, booklets, and writings. Uh, there's another paragraph. Anarchist zines instruct its members on how to effectively promote its political messages while also promoting the false idea that the group is nonviolent. Uh, these publications are used to teach and influence, defend the Atlanta Forest members and recruits on how to deal with the media to promote its political message. An example of one of the... This is, by the way, I want to read this because um, these guys is... the Some of this shit I'm so happy is in an official government document because <laughs> it's very funny. An example of one of the publications is, quote, Talking to the Media, a Guide for Anarchists. I kind of want to read this. <laughs> Telling its members to, quote, have extremely low expectations of the media. This seems... <laughs> the zines... <laughs> the zines paint the media as its enemy by writing that, quote, You are a carnival freak for homo journalisticus. <laughs> I'm very glad that's actually in a uh, actual legal document. Oh, I love it too. It's so it's so fun. <laughs> and tells the reader that the media will immediately condes- condescend to them. As such, I mean, like this entire fucking indictment is condescending and fucking right. stupid. Um. Are you hearing that? No, it's not coming oh, through. Oh, I just, I, I just, I, I just, it. yeah, that was my phone. I just derailed the show because I thought oh. that uh, Windows notifications were coming okay. through in the audio and then they weren't. Um, so I'm sorry, continuing. Um, as such, the publications instruct the defendant, uh, instruct the defend the Atlanta Forest member how to manipulate the media to take up as much column space or television time as possible. Following these instructions, Defend the Atlanta Forest holds media-attended press conferences to control the story and promote their own narrative. Anarchists publish their own zines and publish their own statements because they do not trust the media to carry their message. Defend the Atlanta Forest documentation uh, recommended publishing zines and conducting publicity on their own because, quote, the best advice is to trust a reporter about as far as you can throw them. Because they view the media as, quote, as lying scum, and it's best to treat them as such. Look, Attorney General of Florida, I, I've already, I already bought in. You don't need to sell it to me, exactly. okay? You can stop selling. <laughs> yeah. This is why Defend the Atlanta Forest Anarchists often publish their own documents or conduct their own press conferences instead of allowing the media to report the story. One of the most common false narratives promoted by Defend the Atlanta Forest is that of police aggression. It's a false narrative, Ace. Uh, yeah, I'll... Seriously, you know. The purpose of this disinformation campaign is to turn public opinion against law enforcement, thus justifying their violence and destruction of property. Yes, I'm sure you know people aren't against law enforcement until the anarchists say something about it. That's that's for sure. uh, You know, obviously the case. Yes. 
Um, justifying their violence and destruction of property. What property, guys? What property? What property? Yeah. Can you tell me exactly what property is being destroyed here? Can you be specific exactly? What? Uh, who, what? What vehicles did they burn? Whose? Whose vehicles? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And belong to whom? Or yeah. ostensibly belong to whom? I <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, on or about January 18th, 2023, a defending Atlanta forest member shot a Georgia state trooper who was a- assisting in clearing the forest. Troopers returned fire, killing the suspect. Um, who shot first in that situation? Based on this indictment, uh, I think the AG doesn't know. Yeah, that's interesting. If if they were, I feel like if they were so sure about it, they would say they would make that explicitly clear. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um. But the 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 thing is, they like because there's an open question somewhat as to as to who shot first, whether it was Tortugita or the cops. But some of the video that came out, um, Mm -hmm. made it made it pretty clear that one of the cops shot first. Mm -hmm. Um. It's possible that it could be misunderstanding, just just based on like you know, the chaos in the moment and stuff, but sure. the video itself, it really seems like a cop shot first. Um, troopers returned fire, killing a suspect. Defend the Atlanta Forest immediately began a, a propaganda campaign against police by claiming that troopers shot the Defend the defending Atlanta Forest member first. Despite it, I don't think they said that. I think they said they shot at him first. That he shot back right. and then they killed him. Yeah, he just had better aim. Or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They uh, shot first. He had, he had better, better aim. aim. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like that's a skill issue to me. It yes. Uh, despite its efforts to sway the public opinion with false information, evidence demonstrated that the defending Atlanta Forest member shot the trooper first, and the scenes blog posted even admitting that its member shot the trooper first. Um. Yeah, this is not. I don't think. I'm going to read this quote. I don't think it says he shot first. Okay. Tortugita died trying to kill a cop in defense of the of the uh, Tortugita died trying to kill a cop in defense of the Wilani Wilani Jesus Forest. We attacked the same machines that threatened the forest in Atlanta and everything wild. Fire to the Earth Destroyers until every cop is dead and all they defend burnt to ashes. Okay. Um, yeah, that doesn't seem like an explicit like. It's not. It's certainly that. not explicit, and it's also right. very like militant language. Right, it seems like you're. They're trying to hype up their base. That yes, kind of thing. You know what I mean? and like they're trying to hype to... up the fact that Tortuguita shot a cop. Like, hey, man, Tortuguita shot a fucking right. cop. That doesn't say the cop didn't right. shoot first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, first of all, fucking tree huggers, man, stop being so cringe. Um, <laughs> just if you're gonna kill cops, man, don't do it for the trees. Do it for a better reason. I have a million better reasons I can give you. Just DM me, and I'll I'll put them. <laughs> I'll mail postcards. <laughs> <I can. laughs> anyway, that's that's pretty much the 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 rest of it. There is uh from page forty nine to about a hundred and eight or so, a hundred and maybe a, maybe a hundred and two. Uh, it is just a list of basically it's a list of transactions between the 501c3 and individual um, organizers and protesters who were being uh, reimbursed for purchasing things for the protest. Mm-hmm. And that's the evidence. Like, it's just that list of transactions. <laughs> and, and it's things like this. I'll read one of these. Um, on May 20, 2021, yada, 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 uh, people 
did publish a post on, on scenes.noblogs.org linking to a post on anarchistnews.org. Linking to a post. So they re... They oh, re yeah. Links. Yeah. Linking to a post on anarchistnews.org. So this isn't their original content. They republished a story. Right. That threatens property damage if construction on Black Hall Studios, Michelle Obama Park, and the Atlanta Public Safety Training Facility is not halted, thereby knowingly using threats against construction officials with the intent to cause and induce the construction officials to withhold records, documents, testimony, official proceedings. This is an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. It's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're allowed to post a blog, guys. It's not illegal. Yeah. No. So that's the, that's the kind of, that's the evidence they've got. A bunch of transactions and a bunch of posts where people use militant language about shit. That's all they've got. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Again, if you want to bring in the guy who wrote the post and charge him under a theory of incitement, do that. But yeah. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't enough to prove a RICO case. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Yeah, it seems very flimsy to me. Yeah, and the rest of the charges are all money laundering. Uh, because they're, they're, they're basically saying that um, reimbursing people for their costs in keeping the protest going was money laundering. That, dude, I, that is so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any fucking like, sense, does it? No, no. This whole thing has been like an acid trip. Uh, of like with you, like the whole document. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's a whole range of emotions because yeah. you have this terrible essay about anarchism at the beginning, and then you have the section where they start um, saying that bail funds are bad, mm-hmm. and then you have the section about um, how anarchists use propaganda. And then it's just a list of things people did, like to give yeah. money to one another. I mean, if, if anarchists wanted to use propaganda well, then they should just do it the legitimate way, which is become a school teacher or a media outlet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My, one of my favorite parts in that whole thing is the, is the description that they used of the journalists, man. <laughs> you, are a, you are a carnival freak for homo journalisticus is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever read. It's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, man, so so that whole thing is a I'll I'll link it in the description, but there's there's uh basically all that's left is a few tidbits and and some and the the list of transactions basically. But um mm-hmm. yeah, that 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 is that quality of writing. That's how they're going to try and send people to prison. With that well, quality fantastic. of writing. Yeah, man. Man, I hope the case gets blown to sm- smithereens. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what an awful standard that would set for, like, as you said, like, bail specifically. Yeah. Uh, I really scary. don't like the backdoor attack on bail funds. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really scary. Because, uh, like, like, bail funds are super important, especially for political dissidents. Like, mm-hmm. b- bail funds are... And here's the thing, too. If... Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, bail funds are something that's used for people um, for political reasons all the time. They set up bail funds for, J- for January 6th, guys. Like, they mm-hmm. set up bail funds for them. They set up bail funds for any... Bail funds are very, very common on the left and the right. It's not a partisan issue. Yeah. Everybody should agree on defending bail funds. 
and yet they this indictment is attacking them uh for the bail fund that they ran saying that they're bad people for not giving them or implying that they're bad people for not giving their money to any poor sap who's in jail and instead giving it to the people who it's meant to go to right yeah, it's it's that that backdoor attack on bail funds is the thing that made me the most angry out of the whole thing. They can be they can write like sixth graders who don't understand anarchism about anarchism all day long in their right. stupid little indictment. I don't care. That to me is funny. A backdoor attack on bail funds to me is evil. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have no patience yeah, for it. It's I, the, it works. It yeah, I, I mean, I can't say it any better than you did. It's like, that is like a legitimate, like, scary concept that, you know, yeah, they could use the fact that, hey, yeah, you bail out your friends or your family or whoever, you know, uh, that you agree with politically, and that makes you, like, complicit yes. uh, in, in something. That is terrifying. Yeah. We're going to try and use that to make the case that you're in a conspiracy with them to commit the original crime. Fucking insane, dude. Yeah. Um. Okay. Speaking of people who commit crimes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. There's one more thing. <laughs> nope. uh, so, the governor of New Mexico has signed a, an executive order. Uh, I don't know what they call that state-level executive order in New Mexico. What do they call it? Uh, oh, um... I'm sure it has a name, like a procedural name, but I'm just going to call it an executive order, but it's from the governor's office. Sure. Um, she signed an order, basically, Mm -hmm. uh, what it does is it makes it illegal to have a gun on you in, uh, Albuquerque, uh, or in, uh, Bernard, uh, Bernalillo? Bernalillo. Bernalillo, yeah. Yeah, uh, Bernalillo, I assume, county. So you are not allowed to have firearms in, in public, in public. Not like on public property. In public. Yeah, in public. In those places, in Albuquerque and in Bernalillo, in Bernalillo County. Yep. Yeah. Um, the time for standard measures has passed, Lujan Grisham said in a statement announcing her new measures. Um, Lujan Grisham noted that two mass shootings this year and the recent shooting deaths of three children had spurred the decision Quote, temporary firearm restrictions, drug monitoring, and other public safety measures are necessary to address the current public health emergencies, Health Secretary Patrick public Allen said. Public health emergencies. That is the underlying justification. So basically what she did is she declared a public health emergency in the state, uh, and she said that uh, gun deaths are part of the public health emergency, uh, and because of that... Magic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Sorry, not continue. like no, you're correct, but it's not like the conspiracy theorists haven't been talking about how they were going to do this since the CDC started categorizing gun deaths as public health issues. Right. It's like, oh yeah, the the state found out that they could get away with scaring people with COVID or public health emergencies, and now they can just rebrand all the shit as some emergency measure where they need to violate your rights in order to you know for things to be okay. And, man, I just have, like, a, a PNG of, like, Robert Higgs' head orbiting in the inside of my skull, yelling at my brain, talking yeah. about the ratchet effect right now. 100%, uh, dude. 
100 fucking percent and this is what the right doesn't fucking understand and this is yeah. why this is why people like who was the guy who was the guy with the media michael, outlet? Knowles. michael knowles just fucking saying that this kind of thing is okay that this kind of thing is allowed yeah. that this kind of thing is a legitimate authority that is your enemy that is the person who is yes. giving away your rights for fucking free you do not I, give an inch I he made a separate response. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Like he was like he was getting a lot of pushback from this, but he made a separate response talking about this, where he says, "I know it's counterintuitive to many conservatives, but we could in fact exercise power in accordance with justice sometimes too." And like for one thing, um, he seems to be under the impression that conservatives have been like following the Constitution and that's their downfall yeah. <laughs> for like years. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's just insane. It's just insane. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They're going to give, they're going to legitimize this form of authority. And then guess what? Eventually, they're going to lose an election and it's going to be used on them even more, even worse than you yes. know, it, it already is now. Yes. And then they're going to cry about it and like, oh, how could this happen to us? Exactly. Exactly. I made rape legal. I spent all this time justifying it, and now yeah. you're raping me? Right. How could this happen to me? Yeah. Fucking exactly. retarded. Absolutely yeah. goddamn yeah. retarded. Naive. Yep. Naive at best. At yeah. very best. Yeah. Um, uh, the ban makes exceptions for law enforcement. Oh. <laughs> Imagine yeah. the shock. So Right, yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, and licensed security officers, it does not apply to private property or on the premises of a licensed gun dealer or gunsmith for lawful transfer or repair. Gun owners are also allowed to travel with their weapons to such locations, as well as gun ranges, with the firearm in a locked container or a safety device like a trigger lock that makes them inoperable. So this isn't even like, this is the kind of thing where it's like, you can't be on a sidewalk, like you cannot be in public. Right. Yeah. Now, how this applies to, like, a Walmart? I, I'm i not sure. Mm-hmm. I think it would be, yeah, uh, like, a problem. Well, because, yeah, because they don't say, uh, like, public property, right? As you said, they say in public. Right, 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 right. They don't just say public property. Now, they do say that private property is excluded, but, like... Oh, they do, okay. But then huh. they say you can't ha- even have it on you in your car. So, like, you obviously can't walk down the sidewalk carrying. Mm Mm-hmm, right. So, like, how, what am I supposed to do? Am I, am I allowed to walk around in Walmart open carrying under this? And if I do so, does that mean I have to put my gun in a, in a, in a box, drive to Walmart, Mm -hmm. and get into the Walmart parking lot, take my gun out of the box, put it in my holster, go to Walmart, Go back out to the car, put the gun back in the box, and then go back on the street. Yeah. Like, yeah. is that what they're expecting still, people to do? Or is Walmart just included well, in obvi- this? Well, obviously, they're expecting the criminals to do this, so that way they won't shoot anyone, and they'll, you know, they'll be more safe with their guns, and that way oh, they're not yeah. going to kill anyone. Oh, of course. Um, because, I've you know, never known a criminal to ignore a law. No, of course not. Oh, dude, uh, this is like, it's so insane, man. Like, really, like anytime this type of argument ever comes up, 
about like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we need to, you know, make, uh, you know, restrict people from owning guns. It's like, okay, well, the people, it's like the, you want to restrict gun access to, you know, law-abiding citizens. Well, I don't think the person who's going out to murder a bunch of people actually cares about the laws in the first place. No. Um, just, the, you know, just a little hunch I have. Just a, oh, yeah. you know, I It was revealed to me in a dream. Why, <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think so lowly of them? Oh, right. Yeah, of course. You know, I should. You're right. I'm too cynical about the people who murder children. I should think that, you know what, maybe some of them are okay. Maybe some of them will follow the law. Uh, (laughs) Some of them, I assume, are good people. Uh, the NAGR claims the order violates the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution and cited a ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court yeah. last year that found a New York law restricting the carry of guns was unconstitutional. Numerous other gun rights lobbyists, like the National Rifle Association, have also announced plans to file lawsuits against the state. Quote, I have emergency powers, uh, Lujan Grisham told the New York Times. Quote, gun violence is an epidemic. Therefore, it's an emergency. Yeah. yeah. Uh, w- interesting use of language there. What a cunt. What yeah. a what an absolute cunt! I mean, this is the kind of thing too. Yeah. This is uh, two. I had two things I wanted to say about this. The first thing is that this is clearly illegal. Um, this isn't going to withstand. Right, I was going to say like this. There's no way this stands up. Right? No, no way. no way in fucking hell. Yeah, absolutely no goddamn way. Um, but also, um, this woman is fucking evil and, t- and terrible. I hate her. Uh, she she is a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, also and plus also. And this is something I noticed the other day. And I'm going to be super autistic right now and just kind of break whatever rule is causing this. But I've noticed that everyone, sure. I assume everyone just is kind of super tacitly aware that this is very fucking dangerous and people could get killed as a result. And by people, I mean politicians. Mm-hmm. Particularly her. Like, I think oh, everyone, yeah. I think everyone is on some level super aware that she has put herself in a very dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And yes, that someone, I, I'm following. Yeah, like yeah. someone somewhere is going to do something stupid or could or wants to, right? So mm-hmm. yes. this, everyone is like, like just not saying that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is something I'm not, right. I don't really understand is that everybody seems to be I'm sure everyone is very aware of this who hasn't thought of it you know what I mean like who hasn't thought someone's gonna kill that bitch who hasn't thought right. that but nobody's fucking saying yeah. it yeah right and also uh, you know what kind of human being thinks it is their position well I, I guess sociopath probably but what kind of human oh, being you're breaking up a little bit <laughs> you need to rejoin you should be unarmed oh okay. yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah what kind of human being believes what okay there we go uh no, sorry i was saying that you know what kind of a human being thinks it, they are in a position to say that you as a human being cannot defend yourself from people who could be a threat to you right um other bad people did bad things uh you know yeah. Like every person who like any person who might die because they weren't allowed to carry a gun in public, I think uh, she holds moral culpability for that. Yes. Like, you yeah. know, like that is absolutely uh, uh, monstrous. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely monstrous. And I'm just saying as a matter of principle, there's somebody yeah. out oh, yeah, there yeah. who wants to kill her over this. 
Yes. Like, I mean, this is not, I'm not, I, I, I'm not aware of anything. I'm not aware of any plans. I'm not aware right. of any plots for all you feds listening. Right. I'm not, I, I, yeah, I right. have no, I'm not saying this as a matter of fact because I know anything. I'm saying this right. as a matter of fact because I know how people think and I know what the political climate is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it comes right. on, and I don't know why everyone is, it's so weird. I, I, I guess it's just the, auti- it's gotta be autism why I don't understand it because everyone's doing it. Everyone is is very purposefully avoiding that that subject. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, the state gets by by essentially not encroaching too much because once they do, all bets are off, right? That's usually right. this general standard for societies across history is that when the state become encroaches too much, people are like, "All right, I'm done." No more. And then, uh, you know, as uh, H.L. Mencken would state, uh, you hoist the black flag and, uh, and begin slitting. Yeah, and begin slitting yeah. votes. Exactly. Yeah, that is that is what happens socially when the state over encroaches. Uh, usually, not always, but usually. Um, and yeah, it, it, that type of thing is a very real possibility. Um, and it's just, and isn't it horrible? Uh, not surprising, but horrible that. The right fumbled uh, so hard. So many people on the right are like, no, not, not all of them. There's a lot of conservatives who are pushing back, but a lot of the right wing media people specifically oh, yeah. are like, actually, yeah, that is, a, a, you know, her, I don't agree with what she did, but her re- reasoning was sound. Like, no, it's not. What yeah. the fuck are you saying? Yes, exactly. Well, like this guy who was, uh, this, what his, what's his media outfit? Michael Mills? He doesn't, he doesn't he run the Daily, Daily Wire. He runs Daily Wire? Or he, he works, works at Daily at Wire. Okay, yeah, it. I know he doesn't run it. I'm sorry, that's that's me mis- misspeaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, no, no, the, no, the, the okay. How in the fuck are you at? Da- okay, first of all, Mr. Knowles, stop, <laughs> stop listening to Ben Shapiro for legal analysis. Just an idea, uh, because you don't know shit. There is no, there is no exception for public safety for constitutional rights. There's no such exception. No. It does not exist. For public health emergencies and things like... No. <laughs> it's not real. It's yeah. not real. You're imagining it. Yeah. <laughs> so stop legitimizing it. Like, how do these people right. not understand? How do these people not understand that, that this is how... Like you said, with Robert Higgs and the Ratchet Effect. How, how do these people not understand this? Yeah, it, it's like some people were trying to come to uh, Knowles' defense and say, well, it's not like he agrees with it. He's just saying that, yeah, just as a matter of fact, the state can just do what it wants and it often ignores the Constitution. One, well, that's certainly true. And I, I of course, that's agree true, with the but it's not what that. he said. Knowles. Yeah, it's not what he said. Knowles said she did have the legitimate authority to do that. And she does not. <laughs> no he made it he made a, an incorrect statement of fact yes uh and this whole then there's you know of course there's some people celebrating this but the other thing i'm wondering too is why haven't the why aren't why aren't the left concerned about violence as a result of this you like you'd think that would be their major oh, no. like they would be like you know really worried about that but i've seen nobody mention oh, it no did you see did you see David Hogg's tweet? Yes, I did. 
This is another thing that broke my he fucking was brain. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but he was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm all for gun safety, but I I don't like, you know, uh, but she doesn't have the uh, rightful authority to do this. It was yeah, like, it he said you can't mind. use. He said you can't use an executive uh, emergency order to suspend constitutional rights. This is something along those lines. Yeah, I, I'm like in Looneyville right it is now. Insane, uh, dude. <laughs> Him and uh, who's the other guy? Um, uh, t- uh, David Lou or Lou or something? Lou or, Lee. Or wait, Lee. L e i g h. I think or L e i h. L i e h. Yeah, Fuck. I apologize. I'm butchering his name. I I forgot who it is. Uh... Fuck. No, that's not it either. Uh. Oh, was it Ted Lou? Yes. Yep. 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 yep, 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 yep. Uh, okay. That's it. That's I don't it. know how to Ted. pronounce his last name, but yeah. I assume it's Ted. Right. Ted, difficult last name. Um, he, uh, yeah, he said the same thing, and that—that's a dude who uh, who has. Um, uh, he's terrible, terrible on two way. That's a dude who, like, he is mm-hmm. a guy who. Um, he's one of the guys, who, if I recall correctly, and I could be wrong, but I think he was one of the guys who was shitting on Fudbusters back during the uh, during those hearings. You remember? On the mm, pistol brace uh, rule, I, I don't remember that, but I uh, I'm sure that happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he was one of them. Um, and then there's uh, this is another thing too that nobody's talking about. This is a connection nobody's made. I think I might be the first to make this connection. Michelle Lujan Grisham, the governor of New Mexico, was credibly accused of sexual assault. They settled out of court in 2001. But she was accused of having, quote, accidentally spilled water in the crotch of a staffer and reaching over and grabbing his cock through his pants. Mm. Now, it seems that Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham is interested in disarming the public. I would say that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was also credibly accused of sexual assault. What is it do you mm-hmm. think she plans on doing? Once she's I, once what, she has disarmed the public. Yeah. What's her next huh. step? Hmm. I wonder what it could be. What what, what do you think, Dean? I think what, she what, intends to sexually assault people. Because they are not armed yeah. and cannot stop her. Right. That's what I think. That's my opinion on the matter. <laughs> see her. You see her in Walmart. You better watch out. Yeah, you better fucking run. She's about to grab your yeah. dick, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so that, that's another thing that I find amazing about her is that she was she somehow survived a credible sexual assault accusation. And that is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's just settled it out of court during 2001, and then she came out and when she was like, it was, it was like, why didn't you address it? Why didn't you do something about it? Why didn't you? And she was just like, you know, I was really busy with COVID. <laughs> that was her response. <laughs> yeah, that's an excuse. Sure. <laughs> hey man, I just had a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I just had a lot on my plate. I couldn't talk about that dick grabbing thing. I may or may not have done. Yeah. Yeah. 
but she yeah. she is a she's a terrible terrible human being an absolute cunt she deserves to lose in, lose in court over and over and over again and uh she deserves other things that i'm not allowed to say um i'm, I'm absolutely not allowed to say them but they have to do with overpasses uh this is this is an absolute absolute nightmare type of politician mm-hmm. right and, and yeah, this is not awful. Like, yeah. explicitly awful. Like some of the awful politicians try to hide their awfulness by window dressings, right? By, you know, uh, formality and performance and stuff like that through legislature. You yes. Know? Uh, things like that. The process, you know, quote, sure. Uh, they're just like, nope, I'm going to take your I'm going to make it illegal uh, for you to be out carrying your gun. Yes. And uh, by do, I mean, I, I, you know, whether actually it is technically illegal by the letter of law is something else, but the, she, she's ostensibly wanting to make it illegal. And she wants to use, and, and by, you know, uh, deduction, she wants to use cops to go stop people who are committing illegal acts. She wants yes. to stop, uh, have a cop, she wants to send a cop uh, to harass you. Well, she wants these people certainly to suffer legal consequences if they elect yes. to have their gun on them on the street yes Yes. yep Mm -hmm. where all the rapes happen right she wants you she wants you disarmed on the street yeah where all the muggings happen Mm -hmm. yeah where all the random acts of violence that people are actually concerned about happen that's where she wants you disarmed Mm mm-hmm right yeah um yeah she is the just the absolute worst I, and I really mm-hmm. hope I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'll be. Uh, this is my honest take on this too. Mm-hmm. I hope. I really hope because I think she loses this in court, like next week. Like I think she loses this in court very, very, very quickly. I hope so. Um. And so my concern, I I, I hope that nobody does do anything violent right. because yeah, that exactly. is going to be the quickest way to martyr this bitch. Yes. And to and, make people know, agree with her. Yes, uh, I agree with that. And, you know, it's, you know, you shouldn't throw your life away when this is, uh, especially when this is also going to probably be defeated anyway. Yes. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Just wait for the legal process to finish on this because it will be quick. Yeah. I am. I I, I am sure it'll be fast. And, um, it's not worth the rest of your life. It's really not right. She deserves it. I really do think she deserves it, but not everybody gets what they deserve and it's not your job to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'd rather people, the, you know, like good people, not be spend the rest of their life in prison to stop one bad person. Do you know what yes, I mean? I I'd rather you just be free and live your life. I agree. Uh, so that's that's kind of yeah. This is this is clearly unconstitutional. It will not withstand any kind of review. Yeah. And this thing is is moving at such a pace. It's such a it's such a mm-hmm. a quick thing that this is going to have to be pushed up in the courts. It it, it will be handled mm-hmm. with rapidity. Yeah, I'm I'm I am sure of it. And so the, the, uh, <clears throat> the, 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 I, I, I really do think she loses this in court just as yeah. a matter of like, of facial yeah. un- uh, unconstitutionality. Yeah. So don't, right. don't do anything stupid. It's, it will go your right. way. Just be patient. Right. Right. Yep. Um, and just like that, it's like, this is the thing is if they keep pushing this, this way, someone's going to, Mm-hmm. If they keep pushing it, someone's going to. Yep. And it and it, it's not. It, it, I just hope it doesn't. I just hope it doesn't occur because this is not. Frankly, dude, honestly, the republic hasn't collapsed enough yet. 
Like, people can't just start killing people. Yeah. We're not in that stage right. of collapse. Yeah. That yeah. will happen, but it's not here yet. Right. Just cool your horses for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just chill out, man. It's coming. Yeah. At least wait until the dollar collapses. We've got till what, next year? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only the 34th domino has fallen, guys. Exactly. Calm, calm down. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, chill out. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I really do. I, I really do hope that nobody does anything stupid because she loses yeah, no, this no, no, no. on its face. She loses this in court. And yeah, don't throw your life away for something that's, you know, going to resolve itself anyway. Yes. And it will resolve itself and it will resolve itself in your favor. Um, yeah. So this is not. Yeah. The other thing she's doing that's part of this, though, is ramping up the drug mm-hmm. war at the same time, which I'm sure is not accidental. Um, mm-hmm. She's they're going to start testing the wastewater at like high schools and shit for fentanyl. Oh my god. Yeah. What is that going to do? Right. <laughs> What's the benefit? Yeah. First of all, how do you know that it's illegal fentanyl? Right. Yeah, there's legal fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is it going to tell you? What information are you going to glean? Someone in this right. school is taking pain medication. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's probably one of the teachers. They pop those motherfuckers like M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, that so so they're doing all that stuff at the same time. But the uh the disarming thing is what, very very What concerning. are they testing for it? How are wait, how are they testing it exactly? Wastewater. So, how but how are they going to track down whose it was? Uh, you know what? I think they're probably going to fire up the uh the the uh the machine that allows uh-huh. you to identify um, whose piss is whose. I'm oh, sure okay. they have one of those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they, they wouldn't do this if they didn't have one of those. Sure. Right. Because it course. wouldn't make any yeah. fucking sense. No, and it has to make sense, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they must have a special machine that identifies yeah. whose piss is whose. Yeah. Because if they don't, this is retarded. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and again, yeah, there's legal uses for fentanyl. And I guarantee you, there's a teacher in every one of those schools who's popping fucking pain mm-hmm. pills like you wouldn't believe. So, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. What they're going to do, what they're going to use to just this is what they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, we got a hit for fentanyl in the wastewater from this school. We're going to have to increase police presence at the school. And that's what they're going to do. And they're going to start arresting a bunch of high school kids for having weed on them. Or I guess not Mm -hmm. weed in New Mexico anymore, but anything else. Right. Well, high school students are younger than 18. So, yeah, high school students. Minor in possession. They're going to start arresting them Mm -hmm. for having drugs and shit. Being too loud in their cars. Mm hmm. Yeah, accelerating yeah, too quickly. Crazy. We crazy. got pulled over one time. Me and, a, me and a group of friends got pulled over one time because my friend who was driving accelerated too quickly. <laughs> so you wait. So you didn't even just go over the speed. You weren't over the speed limit. No, you were just, you, no, no, no. He stayed. He stayed under. Yes, yes. He went from zero to thirty miles an hour too fast. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of shit these fucking school resource officers do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
Um, so yeah, that, that is, uh, people in New Mexico, hold tight. You're going to win this. Um, but it, it's going to take a little bit, mm-hmm. not too long, not too long, especially in legal terms, not too long. It's very, very quick in legal terms, but you're going to win this. Hold your, hold your horses. It'll be okay. Uh, just, just let, uh, the, um, let the NAGR, let the gun rights organizations, let FPC do their work. You'll be well mm-hmm. taken care of. I'm, I'm sure of it. Just, just be patient. You'll yeah. be okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is facially unconstitutional. There's no way this withstands any kind of review. No fucking 100%. way. Yeah. All right. Um, were there any other, st- anything else you wanted to say about that? No, I, I think we got it all done. All right. Uh, anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, no, I, I think I'm good. All right, let's do plugs then. Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ace underscore Arcist. You can find me on um, my subsect at aceArcist.substack.com and on Blue Sky at aceArcist.bsky.social. All right, and Pacing Joska, J-O-U-S-K-A on Twitter, PacingJoska.blueSky.social. And uh, the show, TETC.show on Blue Sky and uh, at TETC Show on Twitter. And uh, fuck Andrew Bronco. We'll see you all next week. Later, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.